Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is our first episode of 2022, and tonight we are reviewing The Matrix, Resurrections, as well as Licorice Pizza. And for The Matrix, Resurrections, had to bring on a very special guest. want to welcome Eric back to the show. Eric, how you doing? Hi, everybody. Haven't been here That's since. his TikTok phrase, by the <laughs> it way. It is. That's how I start off everybody. everybody. So, uh, Eric, I'm assuming you're a big Matrix head here. Oh, absolutely. You... Definitely. I would say confidently it's my second favorite movie of all time. That's the first one. The first Matrix. Okay. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> and how do, you feel, how do you feel about subsequent sequels? Um, gosh, how much time do you have? Uh, I really like them, uh, parts of them. Uh, sometimes they get a little... Uh, I always say they get a little up their own ass. Uh, Convoluted. Yeah. It bums me out that Morpheus doesn't really have anything to do in the third movie. And I think they tried to jam so much into the second one. I've always said that I think Warner Brothers thought... Um, am I saying more than you guys wanted to know? No. I thought that <laughs> I thought Warner Brothers thought they had the next Star Wars on their hand. Uh, you know, they, they wanted the push with the comics and... Uh, the video games and Animatrix. Animatrix, yeah, exactly. They wanted to really blow it up, so they tried to jam as much in, you know, with the Merovingian and then the, the other programs and stuff. And I think that's a shame. I think this the, the core story they had was solid enough that they could have rode with that. And then maybe that stuff would have happened naturally later, you know. But uh, so yeah, I, I think that's how most people feel. So that's pretty fair. Yeah, I think uh, Reloaded and Revolutions are fine. Uh, I can take them or leave them. Um, but the first one, oh yeah, that's so. Life-changing movie. Cool. I'm sure we'll get a little bit more into all of them uh, when we discuss Matrix Resurrections. Plus, he was like an adult when it came out, so <laughs> yeah, that's it has true. a lot more meaning. <laughs> we were barely we were, like in, ba- we were barely hitting puberty when those came out in '99. Right. I was like <laughs> seven years old. Well, the first one definitely wasn't in puberty. Was, yeah. 2003 <laughs> was seven. the next one, though. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, depending on when you watched them, I mean, we didn't see them. I was like, I wait, you guys theaters. didn't? I didn't see them in theaters. I'm saying that I saw them on video after, and that was yeah, like that's true. only a couple years later. But Yeah, I didn't watch them until like middle school. Yeah, Those, I mean, I remember that when the game the came out, one. that was pretty like influential. Online? And Enter the Matrix. Oh, you never I never played, played it. I never played any of the Matrix yeah. games or any of the extended <laughs> universe. I just saw the third one for the first time. It's true. It's a shame. I saw, yeah. <laughs> Two and three for the first time. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that will come later. But first, we got a beer here. We do have a beer. This was Jacob's pick again. Now back I was here um, last episode. So I don't know where we're, where we're at here in this rotation, but... Whatever, well, we're winging I, it. I got messed up, so I had to do two back-to-back. Ah, okay. I messed it up. It's okay, though. Yeah. We'll get through it. As long as there's beer here. You you mean we'll have the willpower to get through it? <laughs> if Jacob would remember <laughs> half of his brain, maybe his <laughs> right brain. I'm always in the right brain. So in case you haven't gotten it yet, this is called willpower. 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 <laughs> willpower. Because the pow is uh, escalated in the middle <clears throat> of the word. Is willpower, and though it's two words on the untapped. Ooh, you need to send in, uh, suggest an edit on that then. But yeah, I'm gonna change it to will pow er. No, it's like will pow er. <laughs> <laughs> this is by Right Brain Brewery out of 
Traverse City, Michigan. Which is this the first time we've had something from Right Brain? Mm, possibly. Mm, maybe. Maybe. It is. I really wanted to switch it up and get away from the IPAs, you know, trying to switch into more variety of styles versus being IPAs, you know, fading from my number one. So I went far away from it with a pale ale. <laughs> an, artisanal, an artisanal pale ale. Never had one of those. <laughs> so they're, uh, let's read what they have. Their description is one of Right Brain's most sessionable beers and a bona fide classic made with all local cascade hops. Effervescent, light in color, subtle malt with mildly hoppy notes. <coughs> so the most generic fucking description. Yeah, it's gonna and it's yep. probably gonna be about as generic as the beer tastes. It is. Yep. Because I've had it. <laughs> I have not checked it in, so I've probably have had it, but I don't know. So session pale ale looking at you say the ABV? It is a four point two percent with thirty IBUs, so very light. Mm-hmm. Should be easy to drink. Basically, it's going to be like an IPA, but less hoppy. <laughs> but more sessionable. Yeah. I need it because I have been on a little bit of a bender. Have you? Yes. We did just pass New Year's. Did you guys do anything special? Yes. I. <laughs> horrible story. Not a horrible story, but. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If Should we be telling it? stories? Let's crack this. Beer. Let's crack it okay. open first. I'm not going to listen to this bullshit sober. Well, anyway, New Year's Eve, town bar was open till 4 a.m. So I was there until 4 a.m. <laughs> and we had a ride figured out. Said ride did not work out. <laughs> so shit, Paul and I home? walked home from town bar. To oh, here. my God. 3.6 miles. At four in the morning. <laughs> and at least it was pretty warm that night. It was a very nice walk, actually. Yeah, it was like we were kind of sweating by the time we got you know. Yeah. But we probably sober by the time you got home. <laughs> yeah, I, I was and I had a walk with fucking Palmer the whole way. Which I had He's carrier like, hey, basically. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Hey. So I'm, like, I'm really glad you did the last episode with Palmer. So it's he's fresh in everybody's yep. mind that's listening <laughs> so to this. they know. Yeah. So it was his birthday the Thursday. So his birthday's the thirtieth. So I hung out with him on the 30th, hung out with him on New Year's Eve. And I was like, this is enough. Enough is enough. <laughs> <laughs> but that also leads into why I was on a vendor because I was with Palmer two or three days. And That's all you and do then, with him. Yeah. Yesterday I did a wedding and bartended a wedding and those are always fun because they always want you to drink with them. Hell yeah. And you get paid a lot more. Yeah. It's good. So, Yeah struggling a little bit so i'm glad you did pick a light beer i guess it's very malty it is very malty very malty <laughs> but it doesn't taste terrible very uh it's actually not bad yeah. session pale session pale ale it tastes exactly how i thought it would well you've had it so it's true <laughs> yeah uh, tastes exactly like i thought it, it would exactly because i've like had I it remembered. before <laughs> yeah but if i remember every beer i ever drink come on you don't it's not bad. I would say it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's exactly. It's, it's fine. 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 <laughs> Jacob's favorite thing. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, speaking of New Year's, I didn't do anything, but that's partially because got COVID. So 
take two, two. out of three. <laughs> two out of three. One more to go. Anybody has Delta, uh, hit me up. I'm seek. I'm trying to get the th- ring, rings. Yeah, trying <laughs> to get all three rings. rings of COVID, and I can uh, face Ascend. the final face the final boss after that. Which is AIDS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after my immune system gets destroyed by all three, then I go die from AIDS. So. Yep. So yeah, just a chill uh, New Year's, and I spent longer, more time in Florida than I wanted to, also because of COVID. And then God trying to get home, that was brutal. As you guys know, Omicron's spreading, and flights and shit are getting canceled everywhere, but I mean, I my flight got delayed, but luckily it wasn't canceled, but the airport, I've never seen it like that. that busy. It was insane. Well, so yeah, we're fucked. Yep. Did you see the badge for Untapped? Hair of the dog. For oh, New really? Year's <laughs> for the second. Damn it! Day. I already checked it in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I think I got two check-ins. You can do it for the show. We've done that before. Yeah, but I don't. I do. If you change your rating, you can check. You can. I check never in. rated it the first time. Well, there you go. Then it's fine. But then it's <laughs> not a unique check-in. I uh, checked in Chocovesa again last night because it was not as good as I remember. Unfortunately, still very good, but not as good. I had it at a five. It's I not, maybe it's not, wasn't as good as you think it was. You just had better now. Uh, it could still be yeah. as good as you thought it was, but you might just had better now. <laughs> True. But then I what understood. Is <laughs> it's a 16 more than the seven it was before. <laughs> yes. I remember the first time I tried Oberon, it was probably like the first craft beer I ever had way back in the day. And I was like, what? And now uh, like, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's <laughs> it's a, you got to move the goalposts. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I go to movies. Exactly. We do it all the time. You say it's the best movie I've ever seen. You might see a better one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else you guys need to mention? Mm. I worked on New Year's and today. You saw Palmer too. And the day before that. And the day before that. I saw a picture of you and Palmer together. But you did something. I saw you at uh, August. Oh, yeah, because I randomly stumbled upon him at Tilted. Yeah, he said, my favorite Saldana. Yeah. That was like our entire interaction. He <laughs> took a picture and then I never saw him again. And then I ended up with him. Yeah. I walked home at 4 a.m. And then you, how was Town Bar open at 4 a.m.? Because New Year's Eve, you can stay up until 4. Really? Mm-hmm. Foundry was too. I did go to the Foundry for like I was there for minutes. literally probably 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Did you pay to get in? Yep. Damn. I didn't. <laughs> did they have live music? They have DJ. They don't do live music anymore, apparently. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. Yep, it's all this DJ. Looks pretty nice. They remodeled. Outside. The inside looks identical. <laughs> I don't remember, honestly. I've only been in Foundry twice. And usually it's when I'm already, like, gone. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the only time to go. Yeah. It's the best <laughs> it's time. It's the only time you go to when Foundry. You're, when you're hammered. There was no one there. When I was there, it was packed. Well, I didn't. I had to work the next day, so I was in bed by, like, midnight. Oh five. <laughs> that was a bit at five oh five. After walking four miles. Yep. All right. You guys ready to get into our uh first featured review? I am. Well, I think we should start with the Matrix Resurrections. Uh so the Matrix Resurrections is written and directed by Lana Wachowski. Uh also written by David Mitchell and Alexander Hemmen. 
Uh, it stars Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Jonathan Groff, Jessica Henwick, Neil Patrick Harris, Jada Pickett-Smith, and some others. Plot synopsis reads, Return to a world of two realities, one everyday life, the other what lies beyond it. To find out if his reality is a construct, to truly know himself, Mr. Anderson will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once more. Let's take a listen to a clip. Set and setting, right? Oh, no. It's all about set and setting. After our first contact went so badly, we thought elements from your past might help ease you into the present. Nothing comforts anxiety like a little nostalgia. All right, what did you guys think of The Matrix Resurrections? It was fine. I think we should start with uh, our guest here. Oh. Um, It was fine. (laughs) Can you hear me shrugging? Uh, I don't know. I got to the end of the movie, and I'm not being sarcastic. What, What is the plot of the movie? Uh, I was hoping you would t- could tell me. <laughs> I was, yes, I. I you would. Like you would think just... you would know the plot with all the exposition, but I'm still uh, confused on it. Also, so yeah, maybe uh, we can figure it out together. That was my takeaway at the end. Um, it, I didn't find it as offensively bad as most critics that I'm reading online are finding it. Um, I don't know. I just I got to the end and I'm like. Okay, I guess the movie is over. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't have any questions answered. I was still very confused on who the characters were and what they were doing and why they were doing it. So that's not a good sign. Did you watch the post-credit scene? Is there oh, one? Oh, gosh, mm-hmm. no, I didn't even realize there was. It's in my review. Yeah. I said the post-credit scene perfectly wraps, summarizes this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. The cat tricks. The cat tricks. Everything is about cat videos. That's what they're building towards the cat, the... Cat Universe Matrix. Wait, what? Perfect. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I <at> didn't <laughs> see that. It's just a bad joke. Well, I saw Kyle's letterbox review, so I I stayed. Mm-hmm. When I was like scrolling through my phone waiting for it. Yeah. It was like 30. I thought it was going to be like, it's like literally a 10 second clip. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, obviously it's a joke, but it's, it kind of goes. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's in line with the humor of the movie and the meta-ness of it so yeah, like, i think that really hurt it a lot too because like being self-aware doesn't let you off the hook you know you exactly. can't be like yeah yeah uh, we're so stupid for making this movie but it's like um well you're still making the movie <laughs> like the, the scene where he was talking to neo and he's like you know warner brothers is gonna make this whether oh, you do it or not yeah and i was like yeah i guess you know you're acknowledging how silly this premise is but you're doing it anyways. It doesn't yeah, let you off the hook. Exactly. It's still not great. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like, I no, I don't like that they introduce all these characters at the beginning. Like, I can't even remember any of their names. I remember uh, Bugs or something. Yeah, yeah, except one Bugs, yeah. Blue hair girl and then the, the crew of this new ship and new Morpheus and stuff. And then they don't have anything to do at all. You know, they're, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, the script forgets they're even there by the end of the movie. Like, like, would, is the blue girl, blue-haired girl, even in the climax of the film? Yeah, like, she could. Well, she, see, that we'll makes sense there. because uh, this whole film is based on nostalgia and built on nostalgia, and those characters don't have any. So why would they have them in there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I when I saw the trailer, I was I thought you know this is a really interesting setup. Like, so you have this demigod that the machines don't really know what to do with. They can't get rid of him because they need him. Um, so let's trick him into thinking that the Matrix was just like a dream. You know, that's a. I thought that was a clever concept to like keep Neo busy. You know, kind of keep him out of the picture while keeping him around. 
and they don't really use that at all. They just, <laughs> the whole time they're like, hey, look how clever we are from, you know, being aware of how silly this premise is, like over and over and over. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then the concept with with uh, Trinity and Tiffany or what? <laughs> That's not my name. <laughs> Does, so is, I'm Trinity. Is that really her husband, though? I mean, and th- are those really her kids? Like, are those people that are plugged into the Matrix, or is that... <laughs> So she's just abandoning this family. I got nothing for you. Uh, From what I, uh, well, we can get into it um, more later. But from what I understand, uh, Trinity is the same as Neo, where he is. uh, That's not actually what Neo looks like. He's like that's like his overlay. So I think she's the same way. So yes, to answer your question, that would be her husband and kids. But to, to everybody else, that's not really Carrie Ann Moss. Let's just say it's so somebody else. So I guess my question is like the next day. After the movie's over, do these kids wake up and like, <laughs> where is my mom? She's just gone now. She's a superhero. And she went out for milk. Yeah. Never came back. <laughs> that's, that's pretty rough. But yeah, no, I, I even in spite of all that, I didn't hate it. Um, I rolled my eyes a lot, like I, constantly rolling my eyes throughout the film. But I mean, it wasn't offensively bad, like some people have said. So I guess that's my that's my final take. Jacob, I I thought it was. I don't have the soundboard. Sorry, I don't know. I thought it was in line with the, at least the third one, and just being kind of stupid and fun. Don't you dare say that again. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had be fucking playing. I don't know something. Like it was fun. I don't know. Yeah, the plot didn't make much sense. I kind of got the half of it like the first half was i thought pretty easy to follow what was happening but then the second half i don't know what it was going for or what it was trying to set up if it was trying to set up anything or do anything but it was actioning and that was fun which is what i felt about the third one mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's about it it's just it's okay. kind of cool seeing like old, older characters come back and now you're seeing them 20 years later and that's that's a fun thing to see and just a lot of the decisions didn't make a lot of sense a lot of i the only character that really bothered me the most was niobe that was the only one that did her aging was so weird i don't know oh her makeup yeah Yeah, it was so bad grotesque (laughs) yeah but otherwise i it is also kind of disappointing Technically, because the other ones kind of pushed a lot forward versus this one. We've seen it before, so it wasn't as like jaw dropping as it probably w- the original three were. Those are still look good to this day. Not the first one so much, but I thought the third one looked pretty good. Working within their I boundaries, the f- they do. the first one looks the best still. I mean, <clears throat> I think the second one looks yeah. the best. Yeah. Second and third. Well, there you go. Well, they have, yeah. They look amazing for offenses. They all have some offenses in them. Right. Oh, in that that timeline? Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For its time. But I'm saying this (laughs) just looks like everything else for for this budget. Yeah. It doesn't do anything that's like crazy that I've never seen, but maybe we're just so used to Marvel movies and stuff doing crazy CG or... You know, also Lord of the Rings was from 2000. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and that I was think all it about holds out better than Matrix. No shot. Three? The third one. Yeah. I mean, 
they don't they don't use CG or anything really though. The crowd, Gollum, bad. yeah. The Dazgul's. For the Gollum is entirely CG and he looks amazing. I, I guess okay, I shouldn't say like they don't use CG, but they don't use it like to that extent or they were known for the deep, like all of the yeah those work. look bad though. Like anyway, we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're not. We don't need yeah, to compare them. It was fun. I once I realized it was just going for craziness and not really trying to be serious like the first one was and. Then I just, it was just a dumb action movie that was pretty fun to watch. I, I wasn't, by the time it ended, I'm like, oh, that went pretty by pretty quickly. You don't think that it's trying to say anything or mean more? There's, if it was, well, <laughs> I mean, I get what it's trying to say maybe about the industry in a whole. Yeah. But. You mean actually saying things in the story-wise? Both. I mean... Story-wise, no idea. I can't like I can't <laughs> view it as a dumb action movie, partially because of its predecessors, so it has some baggage going into it, but like within the within this movie itself, it seems like it's, yeah, it's definitely at least aspiring a little bit to have some commentary in there. Yeah. So writing it off as like a dumb action movie just seems like no, not a dumb, good excuse to me. That was the last half, though, for me. Yeah. It was just dumb action, fun action movie with people that you got to see 20 years ago doing things they did then. You're like, ooh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. My turn? Yeah. Um, I borderline hated Matrix Resurrection. Um, I liked the first three a lot, actually. Like, um, you know, talking to Kyle, I texted Kyle about it when, when he was, were you in Florida at the time? I don't know. When did you finish him? I can't remember. Around that time. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, and I, I was like kind of, in, I was pretty impressed by the trilogy as a whole. Like, I didn't expect a lot out of it, to be honest, because, you know, the first one never really hit me like it did, I feel like, a lot of other people. Um, but rewatching it, it's obviously, it's like a classic and it kind of somewhat defined a genre of, you know, this, the cyberpunk aesthetic that. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Like, so. it, it was like a, kind of a cultural phenomenon at, at the time. You, you know? Like every movie in that era had a parody scene of the bullet time right. and stuff. I yeah. mean, every Absolutely. cartoons, tip, I mean, remember Fairly Odd Parents? I mean, they comment on that in this movie. Right. Yeah, everyone did. And it was like, and like, the. I just think that this movie was like so tonally off. Like you're saying that it, that it was just a dumb action movie and Kyle's saying, that it was saying something and I think it's kind of a mix of both that they they were trying to say something and then like pass it off as oh we're just a dumb action movie like I mean you can't I, have you can't eat you know have your cake and eat it too that's it's, what I felt about the third one too the third one made sense because of the second one because you know they had the they were trying to save Zion and then the third one is them defending Zion so it's like that makes sense this movie just doesn't really fit into the universe I didn't feel like if you know, like they were trying to add more to this universe rather than just kind of like this universe is already established pretty well. And I feel like the, the, the way that they were trying to do all these different like spinoffs, like Neil Patrick Harris's character, I absolutely hated. Really? Hate. I wow. hate, I don't think, I don't like Neil Patrick Harris. I think he's <laughs> the same character in every fucking thing. I don't like, I don't really like him as like, 
an actor in general. And I and I think that him as a bad guy was just horrible. Wow, that's like my. I mean, that was for me the only like redeeming thing. I was just oh, like, no. this movie is hard to watch, but at least you know, <laughs> oh, Patrick I hated Harris it. Is... I hated him. Wow. I hated the the scene of him trying to describe the bullet time. Yeah. Oh my god, they were like, <laughs> watch how smart we are. We look at all these words we can use, and this this we can make this like an a- ancient aliens like whoa moment. And you're like. <laughs> I I'm like, this agree. is horrible. The dialogue was cringy, but didn't it look like he was, I don't know, it just seemed like he was having a good time. Like, I felt well, like sure. he, was, he was really into the role. I, I do agree. The script was bad. I mean, put Ryan but, Reynolds in it, be the same character, too. Like, yeah, maybe. Right. I don't know. <laughs> like, he didn't, it was just, I don't know, it was just like so cringy and like him as a bad guy is just laughable in general, I think. Real, I, yeah, that's and, total opposite takeaway. Like, I thought he was. This is getting a little about, but in Gone Girl, I thought I liked his character in Gone Girl of like kind of being a bad guy, but not really. But in this one, it was just like it was like him being Barney from fucking How I Met Your Mother with talking about bullet time and throwing in physics and stuff. It was just I hated it. Niobe looked horrible. Um, Definitely agree with that. The like it just didn't do anything. I mean, even the action was kind of hor- like so lackluster in this. He did the same thing of a force field, <laughs> yeah. at, like that was the only thing he could do. It's yeah. like which makes also no sense at why he can do some things and not other things. Like, yeah, like <laughs> aren't you I, rewriting the Matrix to do that? But you can't. That's what I anymore. said too. Like, it makes no. Fucking I said sense. this to Eric. I was <laughs> like, why is all of a sudden he's just so much weaker? Like at the Matrix, it's just a computer program. <laughs> right. <laughs> Once he realizes, oh, I'm that guy. It doesn't matter how old he is, unless his brain can't handle that kind of processing anymore but then that goes out the window yeah that ruins yeah then that just ruins the entire premise of this of then they why why would you make a fourth one or like do this movie again if you're going to write that in and say he can't do anything anymore so it's like well i why thought I it essentially it was going to be explained i don't know i but it wasn't <laughs> and it like you know there's always you like to see these actors do their own stunts and you like, but it it's kind of looks bad because they're l- very limited of what they can do. Right. Yeah, and when he's doing very, it and it's yeah. like, and I think that he's like, like in the original matrix is he's like, you know, Keanu Reeves is very like stoic and he's has a, he's very deliberate in his, you know, how he acts in those ones. And now that he's gotten that like fame of him being Keanu Reeves, I think he's he kind meme, of is like, so like he's like full of himself now. And like, I think that translated to the screen, like he like just the way that he would talk was like so weird. Like it was almost like he was talking like from fucking Bill and Ted. Really? I thought he was talking how Neo talked in the old ones because he was no, always but, so weirdly robotic. But that's him. OK, so that's him not trying to be Neo, just acting. And then now it's like he is aware of that. So he has to try to act like himself in in a in like a double negative way. He offsets that and is worse by it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's aware of his acting now. Like he's aware of this meme culture surrounding him. So he almost embraces it and it makes it worse. Yeah. It's yeah. like um, how Jeff Goldblum is always. Yeah. On. He's like, always 120 yeah, percent like on. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was uh, I just being being so new to this series. I mean, like I said, I only watched two and three and I was like and I had a little you know, apprehension from this in general, just because, you know, it's 20 years, uh, you know, it's been 20 years or however long it's been since the, the original, what was two, 
well, just since the last one, yeah, almost, yeah, almost 20 years. And it's like, you know, this is that this is something that didn't need to be made. And it's, I kind of wish that it never was. So that's the thing that I was asking myself the whole time because it's like, where would, they, where else would they go? Would, and then I find myself asking, did they need to go anywhere else? And then I don't know why they got Jonathan Groff as Smith because <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Like he's no like he has there's a show Mindhunter and he's like this like he's not a bad guy. Like you could have picked anybody, like any actor, and it would have probably been better than Jonathan Groff, who's the voice of uh Christoph Olga. Oh yeah, yeah, from yeah, from Frozen. Frozen. He's yeah, like, his and he's most like, two famous roles are like a detective, a good guy, and Christoph. Yeah, and he's like even in Mindhunter he was like kind of like a pussy this had yeah. a temper but like he wasn't like a i mean david fincher i mean not that he directed all of them but a david fincher show and neil patrick harris and gone girl it's just funny that you connect those two because yeah they're both better under his direction yeah. than like <laughs> much better Absolutely. what their characters are here yeah but yeah i like i said some cool nostalgia came in a little bit a little eye-rolling nostalgia but some good nostalgia too so I gave it a little bit of um, leeway, but not much. I, I Like I said, I pretty much hated it. I'll take it a step further, and I would completely hated it. Kyle is a diehard Matrix <coughs> guy. Yeah. To me, I fully embrace the whole trilogy. I think the trilogy as a three movies is probably my favorite trilogy of all time. Um. I get like I understand people are either in or out on the second and third one and there's like there are dumb aspects to it and stuff but it's again it's like sci-fi you kind of have to leave check your uh what is <laughs> suspend your disbelief a little bit at the door but like some people get turned off by the um they think it's like too heady and like too psychological and they think it's uh you know smarter than it than it really or trying to be smarter than it really is and you're either kind of in or out on that and I buy into you know a lot of that stuff and some people just don't want to dive further into it so they don't get a lot of like deeper connections in those movies and like if you really rewatch them a lot and you can buy into it you'll over time make more connections and I think those those movies get more and more rewarding on multiple rewatches so because I loved those three movies, and I think what Josh, I think this is what I would feel like with anybody, anybody that loves the the original trilogy is going to hate Resurrections because I feel like it's a complete slap in the face to that trilogy. I think it's a disgrace to that story and that work mm-hmm. because they just go behind every plot like connection that, or every plot connection to this movie is just like rewriting what happens in those movies. And like but bringing doesn't them that fit with what Matrix is rewriting its code? You can change it. Uh, yes and no. Like I, I get, I get what this is trying to say, but just because it's again what Eric said is just because it's aware that it's meta and stuff that doesn't make it good. Like they go so hard into this whole reboot meta like commentary about the film industry that it's just like literally bashing you over the head with it and it's really annoying i don't think it's like very smart or witty about how it goes like how it makes those uh, arguments and i think it's because it's 
just disgracing the original trilogy in the in that process, it makes it worse to me because I have an affinity for that trilogy. So if it wasn't like bashing that and it wanted to say something about reboots and trilogies and maybe say it in a smarter way, then I could get on board with that. But I like I hate all of the just nostalgia bait. Like there's literally so many just one off like shots and things that they tie back to the original that it's like literally just the whole first half hour hours. Yeah, I mean, they just remake scenes from the first one. Right. They they do that all the time. And they have to have this, they have to project the, the scene from the first one with Morpheus and, you know, the whole, the famous, oh, yeah. infamous Red Bill Blue Pill scene where he takes Neo uh, to show him what the real world is. They have to project that. And then it's so stupid because she says, oh, this is a scene from your game. And it's obviously just like real people where it's like, well, even if that was from a game, then it would have to be filmed because these are real people. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, there's just so many, there's, I mean, there's a lot of nitpicks with this movie, but to me, my main problem is how much it disgraces the original trilogy. I don't think it's saying anything very smart. And all of the new characters, I just, I hated. Like, bringing back Smith in with Jonathan Groff was disgusting. He is the worst Smith I've ever seen. Like, he doesn't embody, he doesn't have any of the persona of um, Hugo. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. <laughs> He has, like, none of that charisma. Like, Hugo Weaving, even in the second and third, which even the people that hate those movies admit, like, how much they love Hugo Weaving in oh, them and how much fun amazing. he has yeah. in them, like, in that role. I don't see any of that in Jonathan Groff. And even the action, like, these movies are famous for the action, action scenes. Like, the train scene looked terrible. It looked like it was in a video game. Like, how bright all these colors were. They were supposed to be in Japan. Never show anything like Japan they just say that they're there I guess to get away with the color I thought the bots were like a stupid idea except for the one scene where they use them as bombs that was a that was a cool concept but agents taking over like people's bodies that turn them into agents then that makes them a real threat like a person just being a bot and they're attacking you it's like well they're still just a human if they have if any of these people have fighting ability that's not a real threat besides getting overwhelmed by them yeah. But even then, it's like, I don't know. It didn't make for like any great scenes besides the end. The the missiles, the bot missiles or whatever. I don't know. There's just, I could go on and on forever. I think, I think that this, instead of like making this film for people that do love the trilogy, I think that they like took all the criticisms of this yes. and like we just leaned into it and we're like, you know, you know, like people think that this is self-aware or that's a dumb action movie. So let's like... So let's lean into the criticisms and try. Like, wh- why would you make this film for the people that don't like it when you could have made the film for the people that do love it? And like, I just think that they, them making fun of the the trilogy as a whole is like, like Kyle said, it's like distasteful and kind of like, like why would you slap yourself in the face and shoot yourself in the foot over a trilogy that is one? Is, Matrix One is regarded as one of the best action movies of all time, mm-hmm. and it's like. Why, why talk bad about, you know, the trilogy? Like why it just felt like they were, I don't know. It it felt like it was made for people that were like that diss the movie and not people that actually love the movie. I think it uh, has a lot to do with the success of the Halloween reboot, you know, that where they go, all right, let's throw out the junk that people don't like. And we'll do this legacy sequel where we, you know, move it down to 
just the core thing that people like. And and a lot of we're seeing so many of these legacy mm-hmm. sequels pop up now. And I think they were like, yeah, we could do that with a Matrix. I, I, I agree. I don't think that was the right call. But I like, yeah, let's just kind of gloss over the second and the third one. Let's really, really nail down on what people like about the first one by literally just recreating those scenes. Um, so, you know, I think that too many people took the wrong lessons from the Halloween reboot or semi-sequel. Here's a question. They literally say it in the movie. Do you think this... I didn't... Uh, I should have looked up that this actually happened um, in real life, but they say in the movie, there's a line that says, uh, well, Warner Brothers was going to make a sequel with or without you. And this is Jonathan Groff talking to Neo. And in the movie, he's talking about his game, how, how they want to make a sequel to a fourth sequel to... Uh, his video game franchise, which you could just literally look at uh, Groff as a studio exec and you could picture Neo as the Wachowskis. But he says, so Warner Brothers is going to make it with or without you. Do you think that's what the studio was doing? And Lana said reluctantly, well, yeah, if you're going to do it anyway, then I, I might as well come on board. Because it didn't seem like they really had an idea for this until like they probably said, well, yeah, let's make one anyway. And then she came on board and said, well, we could do it this way and this way. And it just seems thrown together in a sense that like it doesn't it doesn't connect very well to the trilogy and it's again it's just taking all those all the shit that's been piled onto it for all these years and it's like okay well what if we you know rewrite it in a way where um you know the matrix we said before that the matrix reboots so we can just do that we can bring these characters back to life somehow with no uh, the machines did it so it's it's in the future, so it makes sense. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's this dead for how, who knows how long. It's like, oh yeah, they're back to life now. Yeah, it's like they're like, you know, the Matrix trilogy. You know, they did crazy shit, and it like you you could just be like, oh, it's in that universe. Like, they, there's no real rules in this universe. And then this one, it just felt like, you know, they were. It felt like they were trying to make. I don't know how what like the right way to say it, but it was like the the universe that this one created was just like so cheap. It felt like because like I said, the first ones you can believe it because in the Matrix he's flying around, he's like this demigod and everything. And this one it almost felt like they like tried grounding it a little bit, but then also were like, oh, you can you can do these rules, you can break these rules, but you can't break these ones. And it's like. Yeah, the introduction of the new the new tech that they had was also confusing like all the modal and stuff too. Yeah, there's the I mean they it's tied back to Reloaded right where they they have access to these back channels now, but just tying it in it kind of muddies the water without having like without building up to this time cuz we haven't we haven't gone through the timeline with these characters. It's just a huge jump in time and then it's like, "Oh, here's here's all the new tech that we've developed and we're going to explain it all through exposition," which I swear to god half of this movie's dialogue is exposition because there's a massive jump in time, so we have to like get caught up with all this and it's just so I don't get why they did, didn't just not do a jump in time. Uh, yeah, I mean it's there's de-aging technology, there's all the shit like we could just be with a new crew or you know yeah. like Neo and Trinity were dead. That was such like a conclusive ending to the trilogy, like a, a civil war with the machines and just like going forward with a new crew would have been awesome. Yeah. I think that would have been made the most sense oh, yeah. for a sequel, like seeing that civil war play out following a new crew. You can even have Jada Pinkett Smith as Niobe. And, you know, I thought IO, the new city was, was actually a cool idea. Some of the stuff in there was cool, but 
I don't know. Just bringing back but all these characters is just—it's just nostalgia. Because bait. So dumb. the third, especially, has such a bad reputation. Do you think, without bringing back someone like Keanu Reeves, who is so big right now, people would have even cared <laughs> to watch it? See, I that's what I'm saying is they—they—they they, they bring so back so many people. I think that they were just trying to like guarantee a hit when the story is obviously suffer. I think it suffers I think because of it. I think you could have had him in there, but not been the main character. They, I mean, they could have had him. He exists only in the Matrix now. Yeah, or he's like dead, something. But exactly. somehow he got trapped. His mind got trapped in the Matrix. His like actual his body's body, dead. But he has no actual body. Or have him be transferred into somebody else's body. Do they have it in? They have it. You don't have to do that. They have it in the fucking movie. He is just a. Uh, he is one of the metallic beings now. They they got him out as a modal, and now he exists. Just as one of those beings. Yeah. Like he can go between both worlds and and talk to them. He's the one that they said it themselves. Like they were such a big part of ushering in this era of peace. Like he could be the go between between machines and humans. But I don't know. So, so there is fiction that was made that's post uh, revolution. Right. That's a third. But there is some fiction that's like official, like in the comics and in the Matrix Online game and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where they really kind of go hard into that sort of deeper, higher sci-fi stuff like that, and and, and I, again, I think this was the wrong call. But I think the movie executives were like, no, no, we we don't want to, we don't want to alienate those people who love the the first one. Like you said, I mean, everybody loves the first one, and then the, the second and third ones are kind of decisive or divisive. So they were, they were. I'm sure they just said, no, 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 throw all that shit out. We want to give it the stupidest, you know lowest entry point for everybody who yeah i remember liking the matrix a long time ago i think i remember the other ones were stupid um which is a shame i i would love to see uh some of the fiction that uh, they should have just jumped off of the fiction that existed but again that's such a high bar of entry you know yeah so yeah i mean before that they made I mean, they made the Animatrix somewhat canon around, you know, around those movies. In the video like, game canon or something? I th- yeah, the Matrix part, the video, Online. Enter yeah. the Matrix yeah. is Matrix Online. Sure, well, it, it is. was. The, the, yeah, this it new was. Movie, this new movie throws the Matrix Online out the window, which right. was canon. And and the Wachowskis were even like, oh yeah, this is absolutely canon. Yeah, they yeah. said that before it even started. I yeah. mean, Morpheus may have died in Online, right? Yeah, there well, was. He is like d- dead. He's in, dead in, in this, this one, and that's when he died. Which I think, I think. I don't know if it's just, he dies the same way, but I think that's what doesn't. Well, I've never played Matrix Online. From what I read, over, they don't make it clear. He, he like the, jumps and disappears, and they don't know if he oh. dies or not. Yeah. Well, he becomes like the leader of Zion for a while, and that's what they say in this movie, at least. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know, know how he dies though. It was a unit. No, spoke. it was like off screen, so it's like implied maybe he died, but you don't actually know if he's dead. But it's implied that he might have died. I mean, if they're going to throw out stuff like that as not canon anyway, then uh, this seems like a studio decision to take it in this direction rather than... Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure of that. A thousand percent. And again, it's it was one w- of the Wachowskis. It wasn't both of them. So, like, that come, you know, begs to differ, like, well, how much... How <laughs> yeah, much weight did one... <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, how much was... uh How much did uh, Lily have to do with the original than, than Lana and, you know... Was it really 50-50 who was saying what? Who had the good ideas? So what I want to <laughs> know, so why do you guys think the third was so good? 
I'm not saying that it's the I second mean, and third. I'm firmly in the camp that the third one is better than the, the second I, I, one. I think the third one is the second and third act as act as one movie. You can't. You can view them separately, but in a way, I'm trying to think of another movie that does this. They were filmed back to back, and they came out only six yeah, months. Yeah, six apart. months. Apart, I mean, yeah. Lord of the Rings was all filmed at once. Like yeah. if you watch. If you watch like, Reloaded and Revolutions back to back, it works a lot better because that, Reloaded mostly yeah, takes place in yeah. the Matrix. Revolutions mostly takes place in the real world, and they, I mean, a lot, yeah, a, a ton of right exposition up. and things that you learn in Reloaded like goes, yeah, right into Revolutions. It really could have been like a four-hour movie. Just yeah, it should be. That's I, I think, think that's so. how you should watch. Yeah, that. I watch. When I, I think you could take two, a year break between Matrix and Reloaded, and still like it would work fine still. But Reloaded and Revolutions really need to be watched as closely together as possible. I watched them like back to back. Yeah, I watched both in the same day. So why? I mean, why does it work? Like, it it works in it. I think it's a more epic story because it builds up. It builds up this. It builds up Neo as this uh, as this right chosen one or whatever, whether he is or isn't. He he's just an anomaly, and that's always what he was going to be. But he he finds the peace without like winning in like a super corny cheesy way like he basically has to sacrifice himself and you could get in like religious allegories and things like that as him being a Christ figure and then he literally sacrifices himself but all that aside it's it's I just think it's a satisfactory ending to the series like with the fight in Zion Neo fighting Smith like and he only has to fight one of them as well. Like he already fought the army in the second one, so it. I don't know. Just I like the third one. I like I liked the third one. A lot, I actually. I mean I like the third one too I as much as I like <clears throat> this new one. As Which much, disgusting, yeah. crazy. <laughs> no, the action. I just don't like two and three are like even the, the whole okay, trilogy in general. But, the action is okay. Infinitely my better. biggest problem. Zion battle was awesome. There's a lot of stupid things that don't make sense at all, like why they don't have any protection in these mech suits, why they don't have like things set up to help kill them in case the monsters, the machines came in at one point. But that's the aesthetic. But yeah, I know. Cyberpunk. It's like <laughs> they do have the setup. They have turrets. They're yeah, living off of scraps, Jacob. <laughs> they do. They have the ships there. That's but what they're. That's what their plan was. Because they had to wait for EMPs all these that are just set up. Why don't they have protection from the EMPs built into their system, knowing that if they poor. ever had to use it, <laughs> protection from the EMPs. What would the protection from an EMP be? Lead. I don't know. Something. I'm sure that this is a made up world. They could have <laughs> just used Ghibli gook and and like why. And like the final fight looked cool. I'm a big fan of DBZ too, and that's basically what it was: is a DBZ fight with the yeah, <laughs> with a guy well. in a suit. They go, poof, poof. but I had there was no like urgency. There, I felt like there was no stakes because it's a it's in a computer. Like Neo can't die. It's already been established since the first one that he can't die in the Matrix. So he knows he can't die in the matrix. So him getting beat up, he could get beat up for hours, but he can't die. So what am I supposed to like? There's no stakes. I don't think it, I don't think you're thinking about like you're not ever worried about him dying. You're worried about him not beating Smith. If he yeah, doesn't failing. beat Smith, if he fails and finds a but how does, does he find he a way fail to fail beating Smith? 
the all of Zion would be destroyed. They would die. Yeah, but how does he fail beating him? How would he fail? Because Smith does exist within the, in that universe, right? So he doesn't. He can also, I no, guess, exist outside of it. Yeah, because Neo, when they formed, they yeah, but he killed the guy outside of it, right? He took control of that one Bane. guy, and he made Bane. him. Yeah, it's the same. Bane. Yeah, <laughs> murder adopted the dog. It is, it is Bane, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah. I'm just saying, like <laughs> that final fight. I'm like, this is cool, but there's just there's no weight. What do you just, mean? It's the weight of the. But there isn't though. But he beat him. Uh, this is your first time watching it. I'm telling you to rewatch it. Like they they are literally just buying time for Neo. Yeah, yeah. But Neo will win. You don't know that. But he can't. Like, how does he lose? By not beating Smith. But how does he, like, not beat Smith? If he never thought to let Smith copy himself on him, then. That fight would go on forever, and then Zion would fall. Yeah, the stake is he has a. So beat Matrix time is same time as yeah. real world time. Yeah. They run parallel. You know that in the first one because like Trinity is in the Matrix and she has to what they call each other. They, they talk like to time. each other all the time. They like True. set like time. They like yeah. It's lot. It's real time. It's run, it's a parallel. It runs yeah. when he goes in bullet know. time. Felt, the code looks fucking crazy. It was just like so cheesy because. Well, yeah. Like the in the fight one v one felt so forced because it's like he could just overwhelm him, but he chooses not to. He's like, I want to fight one v one because yeah. I know I can beat him. Well, they do explain that because he's already absorbed the oracle, so he knows mm-hmm. like the, the predetermined thing. But I think like if I can back up a little bit, like I think the problem was just guessing is that you know you see things like uh, Star Wars, for example, and like George Lucas, uh, A New Hope, Episode Four, the first one is. It's the magic it is because so many people were like, you know, you can't do that. Let's do this instead. No, you can't do that. And this, you know, he had a lot of, you know, reins on him and and you get such a good product. And then when everybody's like, oh, you're George Lucian, do whatever the fuck you want. And we get the the prequel trilogy, which I know people like now, but it's kind of a mess. Do they? (laughs) (laughs) At least two and three. Oh, yeah. People defend it all the time. Oh, yeah. People love the prequel trilogy now. They're like, oh, it's so much better than the new trilogy. And it's still not. (laughs) And you look at like... Nostalgia? Yeah. uh, I was just talking to my wife about this. Like the first Harry Potter book is it's really condensed. It's short, little, easy fantasy novel. And then they just balloon as she gets more famous, you know, and because nobody wants to edit you. And, And I think the Wachowskis had the same thing. That they tell this nice lean story, uh, you know, with some bigger, you know, themes and stuff with the first Matrix. And then for, for two and three, they go, you just do whatever you want. And I agree with you guys. I think there's lots of great, you know, story concepts in there. But like, God, they spend so much time with Neo in the fucking train station. And then, you know, there's just there's so much stuff like I think the story of two and three is as good as anything. It's just bogged down by a lot of bullshit. So. I'm glad you brought up the train scene too. I'm like, he's supposed to be this guy who has like con- complete control of Matrix, but he can't leave the train station. That's not the Matrix. Yeah, it's a, it's a parallel. It's a, it's yeah. 
separate. gatekeeper. It's the Did you even watch these it's, movies, it's Jacob? The Holy between shit! The machine World and the Matrix. Yeah. Jesus what is this, Christ. What's it, Limbo. Gatekeeper or something? What's no, the Train Master. The Train, train Master. Master. But it train, is yeah. connected to the Matrix because <coughs> he can go between the Matrix and that. But he's the Train Master is the only one that can. Well, I think the reason that I think the reason that you're getting so mixed up on it is because there's so much bullshit <laughs> in, the, in the second and the third one. It's it is a it's a very solid story, but. If, if the editor had been like, you know, maybe we don't need this and maybe we don't need that. And maybe the, the studio could be like, you know, we got to do this. and But n- people just let the Wachowskis run wild. And now we have. I mean, I've always said it like, you know, you shouldn't have to. I say it all the time with Marvel. You shouldn't have to do fucking 10 hours of homework to enjoy one movie. And it's the same with The Matrix. Like, you shouldn't have to do all this research and homework to to enjoy them. But on subsequent rewatches, you can get you can get a lot out of the movies just by rewatching them. But doing research watching things like having some stuff explained even if it even if you didn't notice it in the movie or it doesn't come from the movie itself it i've done enough of that where i enjoy them to the level i do now so i that's why i always say i understand why people don't love the second and third one but i'll always defend it because of that yeah and like the score of the smith battle with neo oh the score is so good it's good <laughs> oh my the first God. time i watched that i seriously it was thought, so epic i thought that the other agents were singing oh <laughs> that, yeah. would awesome. like, that would be awesome if they were <laughs> like what why are they singing oh it's the score Never mind. oh it felt it was so good though man <laughs> okay uh let's rein it in that's we've talked about the trilogy a lot um to get back to resurrections something that we haven't talked about yet Connecting it to the trilogy, the Merovingian and the Exiles are back in possibly the cringiest scene from the year that has to be nominated for a Razzie or something. I don't know if they have cringiest scene yet, but I'm I'm nominating it now. His dialogue and his actions in uh, that scene yeah. were so bad. I'm I trying was to remember just what laughing. scene that is. The Frenchman? Yeah. The Merovingian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's in his hobo outfit, just screaming like Oh, reboots, sequels, bullshit. Yeah, so bad. Art used to be better. I'm like, oh, as if my head wasn't already bashed in from your fucking ham-fisted, like, all of this, all of your commentary. Now it's, I'm now I'm really done in with it. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> now I'm on board. Yeah, that was the worst, which also pairs beautifully with the Smith fight, which was just a rehash of the first time Neo fights Smith and was much worse because it wasn't Hugo Weaving and... Jonathan Groff trying to be menacing is just terrible also. Laughable, yeah. And instead of the like breathtaking martial arts that they must have trained forever to do, <laughs> yes. they just force push each other back and forth. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Which goes back to, okay, why can he do some things and not other things? I still don't get that. But uh, And then the other connection is, jump again with the new technology, one thing I was thinking about is, well, it makes sense in the 90s, you know, why they, they picked up... Uh, phones because it was you know landlines those those were connected oh, yeah. somehow they were connected somehow to technology at least it made sense and in this <laughs> world they just use mirrors yes. which are literally inanimate objects like it doesn't even make sense how they get in and out of the matrix that way <laughs> to use a mirror like if you want to put it in the future make it like a screen any kind of screen it could be like a phone screen or a tv screen or something that was a smart mirror yeah Oh yeah, I mean yeah. There's so many of those. The, I forgot. Train mirrors are uh, Why they're they Wi-Fi just mirrors. Use smartphones. I want to see what them. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Is something that makes more sense than a fucking mirror, which is an inanimate object. It doesn't even make. Oh, we hacked the mirror. Like that doesn't like in the at least have it somehow make sense in the plot. Like well, the the, the first Matrix trilogy had a lot of 
real tie-ins in real life, you know, like with Powerade and all kinds of stuff. They needed to do a Windex. That's what that's the promotion they missed. <laughs> no, out. That's what they're missing. Just having them spraying down a countertop really fast. Like, it's like oh, look how the shiny. agents are coming. <laughs> yeah. get this clean. I can see my reflection. Let's go. I was yeah. gonna say, like, yeah, like at that point, anything you could just see a mud puddle and fucking <laughs> or a water puddle and say, oh, that's a reflection. I can go through that. Yeah, I hated that. Like, because what? Yeah, like what's a? I even think I th- remember seeing. I was like, what the hell is a? Why did they go backward in technology? Yeah, <laughs> or like. Not even technology. It at seems all. like they just wanted to make that loose connection to the first one where he touches the mirror and like that's kind of his entry into the real world or whatever. And again, that going back to that scene too, like the red pill, blue pill thing, I always thought that was like somewhat of a metaphor. And in this, they took it super literally. I mean, I could be wrong. On but this they too. almost didn't. But then they did. They like take right. the pill. Because they and talk then it's about like, like well, the pill doesn't movie. really do anything. I know they say it's that in the movie, the, but then, then they take it and it and shows it does the something. effects. Yeah. It confused I, me. Yeah. Dumb. But what <laughs> if you really rewatch these, this one a lot and then you get so much more out of it? I have. If you have questions on this movie, I'm pretty sure I can answer them because I watched a lot of videos. I did a lot of research to try to get more out of this movie. I Trust me. If it's Matrix canon, I want to love it. I want to. This is not, I'm not going into this like being a curmudgeon, just hating it because it's a sequel to a beloved trilogy of mine. I want to like it. I just don't think there's much to like here. I think it shits on the original trilogy and it's just, it's not good. Right. So, and, and I'm, I know you're not a movie maker or writer or anything, but and I'm generally curious what what could they have done because I don't know I, I would it be better to just let the matrix just let it stand and that's where it is and that's the end of the matrix if, if we were going to have a sequel what else what else could they have done and, and I'm not saying like well <coughs> you're so smart but yeah <laughs> like I don't know like where could it have gone no yeah of course I've I think well we've kind of already mentioned it before but I think the trilogy had such a conclusive ending that there really is no need for anything else because they did, they didn't leave like any kind of cliffhanger or anything, right? I thought it ended very conclusively and that would have been fine. But if they would have, again, leaving all of the people that have died out of it, like move forward. And if they, like the story, it kind of made sense where people getting freed from the matrix leaves the machines uh, in need of power. So they, you know, they start this civil war that all makes sense. So like at least that's like the one thing that they the story thread that they continued that kind of made sense. And uh, so that's where I wish they would have continued. And we could have seen that Civil War play out, you know, in some way of I don't know, really know how they would have tied the Matrix back in that that would would focus mostly in the real world. But right. there well, could I mean, have been some cool tie ins. I mean, yeah. the Matrix has it came out so long ago. Right. Like people in their early 20s or even younger are almost 40 now like they, they there could be people that were highly influenced by those movies working in hollywood today they couldn't get somebody that has like a true love and passion for the matrix to come on and like punch up the script a little bit right i mean there has to be somebody that like has an affinity for these movies out there yeah, that because would love to i mean i'm sure there's probably not there's anymore, thousands though. of fan fiction online that they could read and pull from but they want to go this meta bullshit route of oh let's just uh let's just critique reboots and sequels even though right. that's exactly what we are <laughs> yeah yeah it's like who's to say that like Wachowski even like you were saying what 
who's to say that she even wanted to do it? Exactly. She might not have had an idea. She just like came on board like, well, Did she this write is it my, too, or was there like multiple? She has writers? writing credit. There is multiple writers, but she has a writing credit. So that's, you know, there's another question right there. Yeah, who actually wrote this? Right. I think sometimes the Wachowskis get a little more credit than they deserve to because, I mean, as many good movies as they have, they have more stinkers, I think. But I yeah. Know. Well, there so. is an interesting, I mean, not to not to criticize their choices, but there's a very distinct turning point in their films. And I don't know when they chose to go the direction that they did, but it's like right around after what did they i think they worked on v for vendetta which was after the matrix there's a certain point that, or after cloud atlas some people love that movie some people hate that movie it's kind of divisive but i enjoy i would it. say then right they go that. into what jupiter sending um, sensei Wasn't some that people that? like sensei i didn't care for it but then you have this movie well they ah, did shit, speed racer gonna, yeah that's i guess kind of another divisive one but more people i you think dislike it, it you said all other stuff no Cloud at it goes Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas, Hold Jupiter on. Sending, Sense Eight, Matrix Resurrections. There you go. <laughs> so two thousand eight with Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Jupiter Sending, Sense Eight, Matrix Resurrections. It's when they changed from the Wachowski brothers to <laughs> just the Wachowski <laughs> sisters. So, Wachowski so Josh sister. is gonna get your show canceled now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there's an interesting uh, you know, argument of what's like well, I've, I, people don't even like Reloaded and Revolutions, though. So what, I guess what? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, all of their movies except Matrix were <laughs> divisive. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Bound banger. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what doesn't matter. Uh, anything else to say on the Matrix? No. I I, w- I do want to say that I I did really enjoy Neil Patrick Harris. I, I I'm not familiar, <laughs> I'm not familiar not. with. I've never watched. Um, what's that TV oh, show? I've, I've, I've never seen that mm-hmm. show. Good. Um, and so I enjoyed dog him shit too. I don't know. I I've never been like. Uh, it sounds like maybe you're just overdosed on him. But. Well, it's my roommate loves that show, and you, I hate it. It was that literally show. on as we walked. It's in. probably on right now. <laughs> so. I didn't weigh in on Neil Patrick Harris. I will say. I didn't hate him, and I hated this movie. So I guess that's could, you could look at it as a positive. But um, yeah, his his uh, that scene with the bullet time, that exposition, didn't care for, and then the ending with like he kind of brings in his personality more when he's mm-hmm. gets his jaw kicked off, and he's like, you know, I don't know. They just take it in like this extreme cartoon direction. Oh, I absolutely agree that it is. Oh, we should talk about the ending too. I guess we ridiculous. Didn't, yeah, we didn't mention. We that. didn't talk about the Trinity. Right, Tiffany. Tiffany <laughs> <laughs> becoming the one, the two. So yeah, I guess there's this whole thing of binary in the in this new version of the Matrix, right? Where it's not the one anymore. It's like, but they it's need zero. each other. It's one and zero. Yeah, so they only can be that way i guess they do they have to be with each other to have that power now or i just love when well when they they, they jumped and he, they just stop in midair yeah oh my god i was <laughs> like what the fuck honestly i thought their chemistry in this one was better than the more realistic than the older ones no but they so another complaint i did have, <laughs> I, that's what, one of the things what, i hated most about the old ones no, what too, they was compl- everything was love 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 no, this like, one I was gotta go no man this and one, i never felt their chemistry in the old ones at all but the new one i think that I this one there was forced 
force fed to be like, do you remember three? Oh my God. Yeah. Their love story was terrible. Always. I think that this no, was more force fed. It's not that bad. It's bad. No, it wasn't no, that bad. I didn't. No. It's pretty bad. I think that this, this one was way worse. Inter- they like tried. I felt their chemistry more. as actors because there was like touch way that, better because they leaned into it. They were like, "Here's a gushy scene where you guys just stare at each other's eyes." And they like did tuck. that all the time in the old ones. No, the the old ones were like way more action. Every packed. time they did anything, they're like, "What chemistry do they have?" Her, there's nothing happens between them. Her she chooses to leave. Okay, she is in this computer simulation, which we could be living in a simulation right now, but we are so bought into it that we would never think that, right? So you have to think that's the same thinking that she has. And she chooses to leave her husband and kids. No, but she said she has memories. Like she always like kept having flashes of memories from those times. Oh, that dialogue was so bad. When I was just going to say that when she goes, I played your game. I played your game. How long was your game? I know. She's like, I played your game. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Now now we have a a 50 year old. Tiffany playing I, I, video games. That's the scene I want. Her like sitting on. Yeah, yeah I want to see her sweat. Fucking game. Oh <laughs> and the fact that I just the fact, also the fact that the husband's name is Chad. Mate, it's just pisses me off because yeah. more meta, Chad. more meta commentary for the game for this fucking movie. Yeah, uh, we're Chad or Brad. He has to be a Chad, a giga Chad. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I I don't know. I thought I've heard that criticism before that they're that their love connection is corny or whatever, but I don't know. I at least bought into it in the first trilogy. I did not three. watching them. Cause this is a, like in the first one, it's not as big, but in like the second, third, it's like the main thing. I just think there's at least character actions that even if they don't have chemistry, there's at least plot actions that make them. Cause make the, the Oracle story. says she would fall in love with the he one. He chooses to fucking <laughs> destroy. He's he says, I'm going to kill all of humanity to go save Trinity's life. Yeah, but so he chooses. I, but why? Because he loves her. But why? Have it's you not, seen those leather pants? <laughs> I love her too. It's like not built. I'd the, kill her. She loves him I'd because she was told that by the oracle that th- she would fall in love with the one, and that's why she loves him. No, free I think will she or makes, choice, I Jacob. That's the whole the, point of the yeah. trilogy. Yeah. It's free will or determination choice. or free will. You, I, you need to watch the trilogy. I think, well, that I just yeah. watched though. You need to watch it again. Yeah, I think that they're and those are more believable because I feel like they're like so, like it plays into their awkwardness a lot. Like, so she is based in determinism, and he's on free will because he chained. He didn't do he anything that to was her. told to him. Like Oracle said, he's not the one. He is. Oracle yeah. said, or, and then but she's just like, yeah. Oracle said, I was supposed to fall in love with you, so I am. Sure. I actually, I'm a little bit on their side that I think you, there's a little more you can pull out of the movie if you if you maybe watch it again because yeah. like uh, <laughs> the Merovingian has that big thing about like it's not about it's not about either it's about the why like you've already made you've got we've got to figure out why why is the power that's where it comes from is like why she loves him not whether she has a choice in it or not so there's a little bit more there's but it doesn't there's ever explain why she loves him well I mean they think that's kind of like the point like it's it's not determinism or, or uh, you know fate or whatever. It's uh, it would be the same thing as asking anybody that gets married or whatever why why do you love them? Yeah. I mean, why do you love me? 
Yeah, exactly. I have lots of reasons. Okay. Okay. Well, she has their reasons. They don't like. They don't have an interview before and be like, "Okay, we need to know why you love Neo before yeah, we move forward a with the story." A lot of movies that you can feel like this relationship building, but it's not. It's just they are this well, mad in love to immediately. Well, it balance a lot of sci-fi yeah. concepts, which action, the, yeah. and love. Which it is what I say is the problem. Like they, they try to do so much with the second and third one that it is hard to, especially in just one viewing, to pull all that out. She gets pissed when. He's is about to kiss big tits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he just does. Twice. Because yeah, he has to. Twice. He has to do it. Yeah, he had to. There's some things going on there. You gotta. I know you're like <laughs> a heartless, cynical bastard. And I'm usually on your side with with uh, the relationship connections, but I'm not saying it works a thousand percent. But it's it's there if you. Have, I felt you it more it. in this one than the other ones, though. I think this one was more forced. I don't because I think Bugs and Neo should have fucked. They had a better connection <laughs> than agreed. Tiffany. <laughs> well, before we move off the Matrix, my biggest uh, problem with the film is that awful, awful Rage Against the Machine cover. Oh my god, that was so, bad. so bad! I was like, no. But oh it god. was in the first one, so it has to be in the fourth oh one. I god, mean, everything, was... everything iconic. In the in the trilogy has to be in this one. Also, we haven't talked about how much editing of the old clips that they put in this too. Like they just, I don't know. It's they're talking about how much like nostalgia and just like all these connections that they have. But it's like they have to remind you because oh, this happened in the second and third. So the people watching this probably don't even don't even remember this scene because they know how much people hated it. Dumb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else to say on the Matrix? It was fine. It was fine. Whole tri- whole all four of them besides first. Not bad. I'm pretty much right with you. I think I'm a, there's a little bit more there that you're missing. I'm pretty much there right with you. Yeah. Do some research, uh watch a couple <laughs> YouTube videos and give them a rewatch sometime. All right, what are we saying uh out of 5 stars for The Matrix Resurrections? I gave it a 3. Uh, I don't think I'm quite ready to give it a three. I'm gonna have to give it a two. Do we do two point fives on this show? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, half star increments out of five. So it's basically on a ten scale, okay. out of ten scale. Yeah, it's a light three. Okay, it's a high two for me then. High two. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going one out of five. Uh, one point five. Okay, let's move on to our next featured review, which is going to be Licorice Pizza. Uh, Licorice Pizza is written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, it stars Alana. Is it Haim or Haim? Or Ham? Haim. Ham. I don't know. Uh, Cooper Hoffman, Sean Penn, Tom Waits. Uh, Bradley Cooper's in this thing. Plot <laughs> synopsis reads, The story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando, Va- San Fernando Valley, 1973. Let's take a listen to a clip. Listen, young lady, you don't bring this idiot to Shabbat dinner here. Listen, Dad, he's an atheist and an actor, and he's famous. But he's Jewish. He was going to take me out of here, Etsy. Don't you even look at me. Don't you even look at me. You're always oh. looking at me. I what are you doing? I didn't say anything. What are you doing? What are you thinking, huh? I'm Essie. I work for mom and dad. I'm perfect. I'm a real estate agent. Alana doesn't have her life together. Alana brings home stupid boyfriends all the time. I mean... I knew it. I knew that was what you were thinking. You're always thinking things, you thinker. You thinker. You think things. All right, what did you guys think of Licorice Pizza? 
So I'm really hoping you guys can give me more out of this. We just literally watched it, so I think we'll be able to. I think it was okay. I think it's from what I've been seeing so far, it's highly overrated, and I don't know. I don't know what I was missing out of it. Yes, I think technically very well done. I loved a lot of how the cinematography looked and just the way a lot of long takes and I'm a sucker for those kind of long shots and it seemed very natural between like a lot of the characters but it was we're talking about plotless this was pretty plotless too yeah which is fine like that can work very well I don't think it works completely well I thought I thought this movie was pretty boring for a lot of it and I thought some of the times the over the top stuff I don't know if it, this was supposed to take place in reality almost it's cause some, maybe the 70 or 60 whenever this took place 73 right 70s early 70s were a very different time just said it. I don't listen to you whenever Kyle. the when was the oil embargo 73 yeah mm-hmm. I don't yeah it just seemed almost I don't know, outside of reality with a lot of things, and maybe things are just very different back then, but... What do you mean? What are you referring to exactly? How he's just able to start businesses and stuff? Is it that easy for a kid to start businesses in the 70s? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't alive. Eric? (laughs) (laughs) You got anything to add to this? When you started your first business in the 70s, in 73... It was easy. They just gave them out. It was like a lemonade stand. And... I did not feel again. I'm just dead inside. Apparently, I don't feel. I did not feel the chemistry between the two main that much. So, and I thought the end was pretty cheesy. Well, it, it is like that is definitely over the top because the movie starts in within the first ten minutes. He says, "I met the girl I'm gonna marry." So it's like you have to just buy in immediately with no build up to that. Yeah, and I just thought the age difference between them made me uncomfortable through the whole movie mm-hmm. don't see red rocket then oh no <laughs> no i that. saw the trailer that i'm like <clears throat> is that i'm like is she really but i don't know it's just i don't really get it it was well done technically acting writing everything was i loved i loved that part but it was boring pacing felt really slow and i just did not get it i guess but I did enjoy it overall, but like I will not be rushing to ever watch this again. Sure. Uh, I am in the same boat. I Okay. There we I, go. You know, PTA is, you know, regarded as one of the, you know, best top working directors right now. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen enough of his filmography to really comment on his style at all. But There Will Be Blood was really good, obviously. I did see that. But I like that's the only other movie I've seen by him. Um, and maybe maybe it's a fair criticism, but or maybe it is. So I, I can't really justify it, you know, a hundred percent. But I just might maybe if this is like a PTA movie, he might not be for me. Um, it was almost I don't like the way it was filmed. Actually, it was very nauseating because it was so close to their face so I often that. that it was like. And maybe obviously, like I said, I was you know had some fun this weekend, so my body's <laughs> not in the best quality it is right now, but. It was almost like nauseating uh, the the pacing. I think the right in the beginning where they're going back between their faces. I, yeah, I really think it was. Up, I yeah. think the pacing was like very slow and then very hectic at times, and it like 
kind of clashed a little bit for me too. Um, you know, like so much shit happened, but nothing really happened. And then they kept adding these, these new like sublines that like, you know, she had this, she had to get the love interest and then the jealousy and then another love interest. And then, you know, it just kind of felt like, and then they added like the whole safety angle was kind of the mayor angle was kind of really weird, I think. And I don't know if it was, was that talked about like before, like, did she want to be a politician or like it kind of just like, I like, just where thought he come that from was and why? Well, it's a antagonism to him. To, yeah. Uh, and kind of a result of what happened with the whole Cooper waterbed thing, because she says like, yeah, like she's like, I need to grow up and get my life together. Right. And I get, but I don't know. It just kind of felt weird <coughs> that he was <coughs> in it. That, that, I think that whole like Congress or that whole um, angle is really weird. I thought it didn't, it wasn't really necessary to me and it felt kind of misplaced, but um, yeah, just, I, I agree with you. I don't know what, what all this love is about, like, or the, the, not the love. I did like their relationship a lot. And I think that you didn't feel the chemistry because it was intentional because of the age difference. Like they, she, she I'm not gonna lie, that made me feel weird. Well, I mean, he so. was like 16 eventually because he was 15 yeah, for one was 25. Month. Yeah, but 10, I mean, 16, it's different well, back time. then. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It was different then, but just, I mean, there's a couple like 10 years isn't outlandish. Yeah, 10 years but when granted, you're an adult. Yeah, but, but and it, he's and a child. And it was taboo. Like every eight through throughout the whole movie, it was taboo. And was they, it though? Yeah, she kept fighting it pretty much like the whole time. It, it they brought it up like he's a kid. Like they said it a lot. Like it was established that this was not like social norm. But um, yeah, but then that other kid too. What other kid? The other child actor that she fell for. They never say his age, though. Like, you assume that he's older than him. Who? Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I assume. Skylar Gizondo, Gizaldo. I figured they The guy with long hair in the beginning, the hair first. They were both played kids in that one movie, though. Yeah, but... Maybe oh, he was no, eight. He, he was older. Kids all time. Yeah. yeah. He could be 18. Yeah, I think that it was kind of... Because was it... Yeah, I think it was... I, I, I would assume that he, was, that he was younger than her. If she's 25 in the movie, yeah. I would assume that he is also younger than her, but older than uh, Gary. Maybe. That was what I assumed. I guess it never it. showed if he had a chaperone, so maybe he was yeah, 18. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think I th- definitely th- got that he was older. I think they, they portrayed that enough. Mm-hmm. Like, without explicitly saying it, I think I got the fact that he was at least older than Gary and at least 18. Um, but either way, yeah, I, I, I think that I do like, I did like the relationship. You know, I did like the kind of the given the push and pull the whole time that they were kind of fighting. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, cause it is, was taboo, but, um, yeah, I just, I just, you know, I didn't really love it. I do think it's pretty overrated from what I, I mean, unless, like you said, unless I missed something, I need to read some reviews, but leaving it, I was just kind of felt like pretty empty and like dissat. Like I was, you know, like uh, PT, I, I just know from his reputation of him being a great director. So mm-hmm. I was pretty hyped for this movie. Like, I've talked about this pretty much all year and like it hit and it was man like I mean was there enough running scenes in this too by the way like I don't know if that was like I think that's going to be a running joke because the people behind us even like started laughing at the very end when they, they did they were like oh another running scene 
because they literally well, just I mean, kept running. Honestly, the comedy on a whole, some parts were just way too much. It felt like it was trying to be like, I don't know, like American Pie type humor with the... That, uh, that was pretty funny. The Japanese. The I'm like, this is oh, way too much. <laughs> I'm like, this is way too much. This they is laughed not like funny. the first time that I was like, oh, he just kept doing yeah, it. I'm just like, like, okay, too much. <laughs> yeah, it just went way too Somebody, much. There was two people in ours that thought there was one f- hilarious scene. I thought I didn't think it was that funny. Oh, when, I, okay. when she said she spoke Latin. Yeah. And like they just they lost dying. their minds. <laughs> yeah. When she says I could speak <laughs> Latin and they're just like, thought There's it was the funniest fucking thing ever. Yeah. But. Anyway, it, it, it just, uh, there was some funny parts. Or I, Bradley I Cooper's character, which maybe that's how that guy was. Eric? John Peters. John Peters. Who was he like? <laughs> I, I laugh. I laughed a couple. I chuckled. Not really laughed, but chuckled a couple times. I thought there was some good some good. They just kept putting him in it, but then it never amounted to anything. So Well, they spoiled anything that could have been funny as a surprise in the trailer. I didn't also. I didn't see any I, of the trailer at I all. I did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see one second of the trailer. I Dry sand part was Barbara literally, in, yeah, that was in the. Oh, really? Her, him seeing her boobs for the first time, like mm-hmm. all those parts could have been good if they were a surprise, but. Oh no. yeah, so they were a surprise to me. Yeah. They were both. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Uh, I am in the exact same boat. I liked it. I right. would say I liked it quite a bit, but um, yeah, I think I'm exactly where Josh is. I like I like the relationship a lot. Didn't bother me as much as Jacob. He's too woke for us. Um, <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I like the relationship and how each kind of vignette or each like, that's what I've heard. Like this movie kind of is sectioned off as like people say that like you could break like it's almost like five or six long scenes um, and there's scenes within that, but five or six long scenes where they're doing each each part of it is very hyper focused on like one aspect where one at you know at one point they're selling mattresses uh at one point she's with this older actor uh at one point they're you know running out of ga- that's when the gas embargo is you could say that's another one so i like each uh how each point or story affects their relationship in a different way and it kind of builds them up you know you could you could by the end of it you could say oh i could see where you know each thing has led them to this point yeah that's satisfying um it's just really everything surrounding those, I guess, those stories. I don't think, yeah, some of them are too slow. Um, I don't think it's as funny as it should be. Um, before seeing it, I've I heard connections to like, or comparisons to a Linklater film. And I think that he actually would have been a much better director for this story than PTA. Um, not that it was, not that his direction was bad, just that I think his, Linklater's aesthetic fits this not just the era also but like the comedy needed he has the comedic timing down more um so yeah I liked it but didn't love it unfortunately wanted to love it yeah I was really excited about it but when I saw the trailer not so much yeah obviously it's I mean I did feel like there were like moments and moments of their uh, like relationship I really liked and I thought that was really well done like when they're both which was a kind of a nice looking scene too they're laying on the water bed and you can see mm-hmm. like the water underneath and he goes to reach over and do like a you know a little <laughs> grab but he doesn't yeah like that's like a subtle moment that shows that I mean and you hear about his history how he's like hand jobs and blah 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 so it's like showing that oh he actually cares about her but other but just their age difference did make it a little weird for me but yeah. 
yeah, like I said, each there's something there is something within each story that builds them up. You know, with um, going back to when she is with Sean Penn and he, uh, you know, guns the motorcycle, she falls off. He, you know, sprints to her right yes, away instead yeah. of, you know, out of whatever else. Like he, it shows he cares, and you know, there's like character moments like that that build the relationship, build the relationship up nicely, and makes the end more satisfying. But I don't know. I mean. The whole movie is about them too. Like they're in, they're always together in it. And what does the title have to do with anything? I was wondering the same thing. I, I actually I, thought I they were going to order licorice pizza at one point, and it, she would have been like, "That's yeah. weird." I assume it has a connection to the time, but Eric, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to literally get pizza and like the, no, he's a yeah, little kid, so he threw Twizzlers on, on top of it. Yeah, and like, she thought that would be stupid, and maybe they liked it. She liked it, and then it became a thing. But it literally has nothing yeah, to do with anything. I got nothing. So, yeah, it could be that would have been too on the note. That would have been gross. <laughs> it would have been gross, but, but some of the parts are kind of cheesy. Oh, yeah, there's definitely those cheesy, corny parts. Would have been here. fine. I would, it wouldn't have like made it. Oh, now it's a terrible movie. <laughs> they just, uh, no, but yeah, it would have been cheesy. Maybe there's something more. Well, maybe I mean, it's better. Fun, fun trivia. The, the year this movie takes place is the same year that licorice and pizza were invented. <laughs> there we go. That is absolutely That's why we have fact. Eric on the show. That's a fact. That's a fact. So. Yeah, it's kind of tough to, um, I would say, to talk about in detail, I guess. Um, it's a slice of life type. Yeah, it's very plotless, um, just following their relationship through this time. I mean, it's exactly what the plot synopsis is. So if that's your kind of thing, then I could see where you would love this or like this. I mean, I like those movies a lot, and I still enjoyed this, but there are elements that hold it back from being great. Or me loving it, I guess. I still think it is great. Um, it is well done. Like you said, technically. Yeah. Yeah. I did like it. There were some good shots. And I think they established the uh, the aesthetic fits the time very mm-hmm. well. It doesn't look manufactured to be the 70s. It just it kind of fits like nicely. The 70s, yeah. In there. yeah. They don't have to like try too hard to fit that. Hmm. I don't know. Anything else? You're still finding mm. looking up the title. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. No. Yeah, pretty tough to. Uh, it go was too named much after details, so. a chain of record shops in Southern California. There well, you go. There you go. Originally, it was titled Soggy Bottom. <laughs> that would have made more sense. <laughs> that would have made a lot more sense. <laughs> I mean, maybe they could have like at least shown a like, or then walk by a record store or something that's yeah, called Liquor Speed. Because like, unless you're from the area, you, why how, why would you know about that? It'd be like us saying maybe, like. Uh, like what's like a a Michigan thing that Big B, <laughs> yeah, it'd be like Fago. we're naming a movie <laughs> naming movie Big B Coffee, and they're like, what the hell is yeah Big B Coffee, <laughs> and then never reference then never it yeah. in the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> the real no, well, if it was set in the past, it, we would have to call it Beaners. True, it's very true. Man, that is Eric. A story. Have you heard uh, the other things we've said so far? <laughs> We're not PC here. Not <laughs> like literally, <laughs> Beaners. Since that was a thing, I was like, "That's a horrible name." How would they just have <laughs> like that is the worst name? And then they eventually changed it. But I was just yep. like, "How did this ever get past yeah, I anything?" I remember being like middle school and being like, "I'm like, that's, that's what so you, racist. That, this is literally <laughs> racist. Like that's what it's a like a slur. It's a literal slur." Mm-hmm. And they they had that for <laughs> years. Yep. Yeah, anyway. connected to Spix. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
They had uh yeah, it was it was we can say that word yeah, let's, yeah, let's uh yeah, let's let's clear the offshoot of Spix and then the offshoot of that was the wetbacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's their signature dish. <laughs> <laughs> their signature uh their signature burrito. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to laugh that, at this, Eric. That meat, <laughs> that meat jello that we looked up. Oh yeah. Uh aspic. <laughs> Aspic. 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 It's a uh, food. Uh don't know where it's from, but it's meat jello basically. Looks disgusting. Mm, we can preface that by saying we are Mexicans. Yeah, <laughs> I'm half. It's a it's a joke. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Like I said, not too much else to say on licorice pizza. It's it is it, what it is. Yeah. If you're um into these very plotless life slice of life movies and um, you know, or maybe grew up in the era, it could do more for you. Era. If you're from <laughs> 1973 in Southern California, maybe this helps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that could be a factor, or or you just went through a a very similar uh, relationship in the past. Could go. do more for you. Yeah, I mean but when I dated a twenty five year old at sixteen, it really well. Okay, not exactly that, but just yeah, like, you know <laughs> just the kidding. you know the the person that you really like, but you can never like you can't land them, and then you go you have this push and pull. So can I ask a serious question? Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite slice of life directionless movies, and it's pretty contemporary. I guess maybe not now. It's been pretty old. Uh, <laughs> would you say it's like better or worse than Napoleon Dynamite, for example? Worse. Well, technically, <coughs> like uh, from I that, find that movie terribly charming, even still. Yeah, so but like, from like mm. a technical perspective, based on like my trying to use my brain of like cinema, this is better. Right. So would you recommend but more it enjoyable? But yeah. more enjoyable, definitely Napoleon Dynamite to okay. me. Napoleon Dynamite works obviously better as a comedy. I think that's what it's. That's what its main goal is, um, but yeah, as a, like a relationship drama or just a relationship movie, then this is yeah, better. this builds a and relationship this, better. Yeah, yeah, this has this is more real in a sense. Like Napoleon Dynamite, I see what you're saying. It is a slice of life, but it's almost like so uh, over the top that it like you can't really imagine those people being real. Whereas like everybody in this is very real. Yeah, they you know feel like saying? characters, yeah. and this feels like people. People, yeah. Other so than I, I would say that's the main difference Peters, to me. But I mean, to be clear though, people from Idaho like they've endorsed that movie. They're like, yes, this is <laughs> this perfect. is exactly how we were. Exactly yeah, how that life could be hundred percent so. true too. I definitely would watch <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite five more times before I watch this again. All right, that's, at least that's the takeaway I wanted to hear. At yeah. least five more times. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever watch this again. Mm, probably not. The movie I was thinking about watching this is um, Everybody Wants Them, which is a Linklater movie set in, I think it's in the 80s, early 80s, but again, following mostly two young people falling in love, yada, yada, with surrounding characters. And I don't know. I, f- I think I like that movie more for sure. Uh, Crazy fact real quick is this movie was originally he thought of the idea in 2001 hmm. interesting I wonder who would have been in it back then because he started directing their I music mean, videos in like 2015 or 16 I guess who's in this movie <laughs> other than Bradley Cooper well right the yeah. whole yeah Bradley Cooper Sean Penn Sean, Sean Penn. Penn yeah the guy, the kid is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son I don't know if you knew that I didn't that's his son Cooper Hoffman or whatever Hmm. And then the girl is uh, one of the singers from the band Haim 
or how, whatever. They, they were actually all sisters. The whole family is the band. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? All, the I whole don't band know that the, band. Yeah. It's three sisters, <laughs> and the, all three all three of the sisters in the movie are is the actual band. I don't know that band, though. And he directs, like, the majority of their music videos. Paul Thomas Anderson does. Hmm. Interesting. So. <laughs> well, good. It's probably good Is this their yeah. de- debut? As Acting, like, film debut, I believe so. Killed it. Yeah, I mean, he, they obviously have a good relationship because yeah. he got some good performances, especially out of Alana, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, good performances. Everything was good technically. I just don't think the story reached the heights or it didn't feel as didn't feel like that hangout movie that it, it was. Yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. OK, uh, ratings out of five for Licorice Pizza. Three and a half. I was thinking. I'm gonna. I have to go with my gut. I'm gonna go three. I am a three and a half as well. I was gonna say three and a half, but yeah. Um, I mean, I the way that we were talking about it all seems pretty similar. Like a heavy three for you, then. Yeah, man. I like this more in Matrix. So, well, <laughs> God, what what don't I like? What are like worse than the Matrix? Uh, nothing grudge. this year. <laughs> this year, no, I don't know. I'd probably rewatch the Grudge over. The I Matrix. think I would rewatch the Grudge. I would rewatch the, the Grudge. Remake. But it was. That was like an hour. Awful. At least that was an hour twenty. This Matrix was two twenty. Was that really that? Oh, gosh, yes. See, that's what I'm saying. It was very long. I didn't feel the length as much. Oh, this one I did feel. I have a it was pretty long. Deeper hole. This one was like two twenty two. What about deep hole? I don't feel the length as much. That's just the My ears perked up. You said deep hole. Mm. <clears throat> uh, all right, let's that's get into nano reviews. I have a lot <laughs> to start. I think I have some, uh, quite a few also. Eric, do you have... What else have you been watching? Uh, well, let's see. We just finished Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. I mm, like the heck out of that. A lot that. of talk around this, especially especially around the holiday season, because I believe it takes place during yeah. the holidays. Yeah, it's uh, definitely Christmas-centered. Uh, I liked it a lot. I think that's where I would prefer superhero stuff to go for the time being. Um, what do you mean? Oh, uh, oh it's, TV? It's a... Or well, a series? Just uh, I like smaller stories. Mm. Um, Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, Jessica boy, Jones. I, I hate even saying this hot take out loud because people just get so mad at me. But I thought the new Spider-Man movie was just okay. Um, I I thought it was <laughs> fine. I was entertained the whole time. But I would really like these more personal, intimate stories. Like uh, it's supposed to be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You know. <laughs> I like the lower. I, st- <laughs> right now, I I prefer these lower stakes. So. so I haven't seen Spider-Man yet, but I would have loved to pair Matrix Resurrections with Spider-Man because of the parallels there. I think <laughs> you will be. Uh, you, you're on the right track. Yeah. A lot of the feelings that you were saying <laughs> is, you know, okay. Well, we're not going to go off on a whole Spider-Man thing, but yeah, uh, yeah. I <laughs> that think would have been an interesting pairing. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I definitely agree. I definitely, yeah. definitely agree. But uh, yeah, I really like Hawkeye a lot. Um, it's a very small story with very low stakes, um, and it digs into a character that I really like in the comics. Uh, so I thought it was really good. I he makes a lot more sense to me in smaller stakes. Yeah, exactly. Compared to the other heroes he's with. No, oh, I want a solo Hawkeye movie. Hawkeye versus who's Galactus. <laughs> Hawkeye versus Galactus. <laughs> I think in the right context that could totally work, but. Uh, in this one, it's it's not that at all. It's Hawkeye versus just some guys, and and it works really good. I like it a lot. Um, thumbs up, or whatever amount of stars you guys. What's it? Out of five. Five stars. <laughs> uh, right. No, okay, wait, no. Four <laughs> stars. Four all right, all right. That's all I got. 
So, it is loggable on letterbox, but if you do, you'll be arrested and detained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's jail. Too jail. You don't have the. <laughs> I know. So, uh, Jacob, uh, I only have one. I Wolf. talked about. <laughs> I had a. So, I wanted to watch something Christmassy, but I didn't want to watch something I've seen before. So I was just randomly looked up best Christmas movies, and one that stood out to me was a random one called Tokyo Godfathers. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, the guy that directed, um, what did we talk about? Perfect Blue, like a couple, few weeks back. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? I don't know. Joel Satoshi Kon. Yeah. Yeah, him. And it on Letterboxd, 4.1 out of 5. So it I was like, yeah, sure. It must be pretty great. I think it's overrated. <laughs> it wasn't that great. But it was extremely enjoyable. It's just it one of a lot of the criticisms of it is that it's like based on a lot of like timing and miracles happening. And I guess I should get into the story. Basically, this group of like homeless people and <laughs> find a baby. Yeah, it's anime. And they try to they decide to try to find the mother themselves and they do and she's about to kill herself because she actually lost her baby and it turns out she didn't abandon it someone stole the baby and it's just a it's so many coincidences like they just happen to be at the right place and find the mom about but right before she kills herself what nicholas sports the baby was yeah, or they just happened to find the baby, you know, the, it, it, there's just so many, but I was okay with that. It's the spirit of Christmas, you know, whatever that that's how Christmas movies are, right? It's just stupid, but, uh, it's well done. The animation looks beautiful and just the characters are very lively and over the top. One thing I didn't like, which, you know, it gotta be, the, get that wokeness in there. One of the characters is a drag, so drag queen, and there's a lot of jokes at the expense of mm. them, and it's just like... You think that's a culture thing? Probably. I mean, obviously... It's older, too, probably, right? It's, two, yeah, exactly, 2003, you know, 20 years ago, we were very far away from where we are now, so a lot of jokes are made about at that character's expense about being a drag queen, you know? And it's just, I don't think that's funny because... Probably turned you off a little bit. Yeah, it did. It probably hurt it quite a bit. But everything else was very heartwarming and the characters, their interactions were great. And yeah, it's just, it was a great movie to watch on like at Christmas. You know, I gave it a three and a half. I definitely recommend watching it. Don't think it's as great as the ratings say it is it's not going to change your life <laughs> google i'll do my one sure <laughs> yeah go ahead uh i just Who's watched closer? i was in an i like i always do i watch horror films so i watched another horror film I like i was in the christmas movie so black christmas i almost did watch that but i didn't <laughs> Um, it's a good one. I, I like that, that one. I yeah, that one. the original. I, I think the remake is. Didn't they do two remakes now? The one there, that came out like last yeah, year. You're right. There is a new new. I remake. didn't see that one. 
It like literally came out, I think, last year. Oh, I didn't see that one. I saw the original, the remake. 1974, 2006, and 2019. 2006, oh my God. I saw that. He goes a couple years ago. There's another one from 1977. (laughs) I don't know if that's, what is this? Oh, this is a 50 minute. Never mind. Different. Hold. Never mind. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, I watched a little film called Hell House LLC. So basically it's it's this um, couple friends. They all like buy all these old uh, like condemned buildings and turn them into haunted houses. And they are like they DIY horror and they like, you know, they're a really successful chain. And like this is like their I don't know how many they've they said it in the movie. But I can't remember. They had the X amount of throughout like all over the um, United States. Um, and usually they try and find like haunted houses or, you know, condemned for a reason and they found this super creepy house so you know um something happened there like five years prior to that um and then like so they 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 fall or when it happened it happened like five five years before this is set and it's a documentary crew like following the story and like trying to figure out what actually happened um to like these 15 people that they claimed was a malfunction um so I mean, it's a pretty, it's a cut and dry horror film. I mean, you've seen you, if you've seen a, a classic horror film, this falls right in line with everything that you sh- expect. It's like it happens, but um, they did have this really incredible s- clown mask. I thought it was like one of the creepiest clown masks that I've seen in a long time. So that was kind of cool. Like he was like a, you know, and everything was, you know, they didn't they didn't go too outlandish i think i guess there's like three of them now i guess there's like a a whole thing this guy did a trilogy i'm sure they all the other ones suck but um this one didn't it wasn't horrible it was just a classic you know throw it on get your cheap scares out and you so, know, i appreciate it for that one of my favorite concepts in horror movies is where the non-believer gets confronted with supernatural is that a, um yeah okay mm-hmm. I, that's that gets me every time yeah I the, the like the the friend group there's the one that's like the alpha guy right. and he keeps denying that thing bad things are happening but um the other ones bad things keep happening to them and it just hadn't happened to him yet and then i they all end up i believe i think they all end up like dying except for one and then he escapes and then ends up killing himself so Spoilers. i was like well you're not gonna, no one's gonna i doubt <laughs> i doubt anyone's gonna watch hell house llc on here but it's six years old. It's or seven or twenty twenty two. Whenever now. it came, I don't know when. Yeah, <laughs> it's at least six years it's old. It's at least six years old. Yeah, I love the concept, um, like the Last Exorcist, where the con man who's always tricking people, and then the supernatural actually catches up with him. I love that. That was one of my favorite ones, even though how corny. I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's such a solid concept. Do you it see, there's a new works. paranormal activity. I heard it's terrible. Or most are they all? I mean, <laughs> no. The first, the, first and the, the first and the third one. Three was good. One, one and three are very good. One and three. And I agree. Lost, lost ones or whatever. The, the lost American tapes ones, or whatever. The his Mexican American. That was horrible. One. No, that one's good. I think that's the marked ones. The Mexican. That's the marked ones, isn't it? It's a, I don't know, but uh, he was. They had like superpowers. Oh, well, I, I like that they opened the door to that stuff. Oh no, I I was like, Bleh. no. <laughs> Yeah, he was like they were like jumping through the city. I did like the the friendship between them. I thought that they were pretty uh, seemed like actual buddies. Yeah. I did like that, but um, anyway, yeah, that's all I got. 
Cool. Okay. Oh, three star. Three star. Um, I watched quite a bit, so I'll go through. I'll do my first, the my classics first, and then what we'll do is I will read off the 2021 releases. If you guys have any interest in watching these, I can wait. A lot of them are available to stream. So I'll start with Bicycle Thieves, 1948. Classic film, right? Everybody loves this thing. Uh, so definitely overrated. Um, I might be missing something here. Again, you have to like kind of put yourself in that time frame, that mindset. But uh, I mean, I've seen movies from this era and have loved them a lot more than this. Uh, loved the first half a lot. And then the second half when they actually start looking for his. So this guy gets his bike stolen and he needs it for his job or else he can't feed his family. And it's this post-World War II, uh, I forget what it's called, Italian realism or something, neorealism or something like that. It's post-World War II Italy where uh, it shows just like the depressing state of people because everybody is like struggling to make ends meet, right? So this guy uh, can't do his job without a bike. He has a bike. He... Gets his bike stolen. He has to find it back. He has to find it to keep his job. That's the whole plot. And um, up until that point, up until the point where he actually is like starts looking for his bike, I really liked it. There's a scene like in a church that is just like super. The way that it's like shot and edited together, I just feel like is super. It's too convoluted and it's kind of messy. And I like what it's going for, but I didn't love it. And I think the end is kind of dumb too. He's like. There's a, you know, soccer, huge in Italy. He's outside of a soccer stadium and spoiler alert for <laughs> bicycle thieves. It's almost a hundred years old. <laughs> um, he's contemplating stealing a bike so he can, so he can, so, you know, he can, he's going to do what he was fighting so hard against. Right? It's this huge moment of, uh, you know, good versus evil, whatever. And he tries, <laughs> he, there's a huge stadium and thousands of bikes outside of the stadium, right? Like you could walk up to this bike, act like you own it, and ride away, and nobody would ever know the difference. But he chooses to turn around and choose the the single bike that's parked on the street to steal instead. And then the guy immediately chases him down, like, "No, that's my bike." Like, there's a thousand bikes right there while there's a soccer match going on. Let's use a little bit of brain power here and go for one of those bikes. <laughs> He's not a thief, Kyle. <laughs> he doesn't think like that. I get why it had to happen. It just was so dumb. I was like, this is this guy's an idiot. Anyway, that's probably a nitpick. Uh, you know, everybody with their classitosis is going to attack this review, but didn't really care for it too much. Um, ended up giving it a three. because Kyle's a mouth breather. <laughs> yeah, total mouth breather. Do you think there's a lot of... Uh, Bicycle Thief fans listening to this podcast right now, like, that's it, unsubscribe. Uh, oh, yep, done now. If they're listening to this, they might have seen it. For 60 years, <laughs> I've been championing this podcast. Exactly. I'm done. Uh, maybe a rewatch will do something for me. I don't know. Anyway, after that, I watched Les Samurai, uh, 1967, by from uh, Jean-Pierre Melville. And this movie did a lot of things for me liked this one a lot more did it very very for your pants simple story of just an assassin who completes a job and then basically he gets is suspected of committing this crime so he gets taken in it's almost half the movie is just him like going through this process and having to be like uh you know play this the straight man of 
you know, I'm not going to get caught. Like, it's about what straight men. <laughs> I don't know. Don't want to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> he gets taken in, and yeah, he has to go through the whole like they go through this whole thing of the police suspect him, so they question him, and like, you know, what's his? What, where's his alibi? He sets up an alibi. Uh, like what is he wearing? You know, these there half of the people at this. He goes to a club to to commit a murder. Half the people at the club say they think it's him. Half of them say it's definitely not him. So the police are torn, and just where it goes from there. It's a super super simple story, um, but yeah, I like this one a lot. There's a few things what gives that, him samurai instincts. Well, it's a uh, shit. I wish I could remember the opening quote. It's um, hold on. Actually, now I have to look it up. So opening. Ah, okay, here we go. The opening credits include, and it's called an epigraph, actually, not a quote, because nobody's saying it. There is, it's like literally on the screen. There is no solitude greater than a samurai's, per- unless perhaps it is that of a tiger in the jungle, the mm. book of Bushido. Mm. So this guy like embraces Based that on Bushido, mentality. Okay. Yeah, it's like chivalry, in case you guys didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where the name comes from, and it's a great, great title. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. I would recommend it. That's on uh, HBO Max. If Added you to the to watch, watch list. Yeah. And watch that before Bicycle Thieves. And then I watched a ton of 2021 releases. So so Red Rocket, I want to see 100%. So It's hard to find. But you go to Ann Arbor. You can rent on Voodoo. Oh. Well, buy it on Voodoo. I went to... It's like fourteen ninety nine. Ann Arbor. Okay. Uh, so Being the Ricardos, that is streaming on Prime. The Harder They Fall, streaming on Netflix. Don't Look Up, streaming on Netflix. Tick, Tick, Boom, streaming on Netflix. And Red Rocket, apparently you can rent for fourteen ninety nine or seek it out in theaters, which is tougher for us because it is not in Jackson or Lansing, but I went to Ann Arbor to watch it. So, if you have any interest in seeing those, speak now or forever hold your peace. Uh, well, uh, Red Rocket, yes. for sure. I All see. of them, actually. All of them, actually. That doesn't Definitely... <laughs> I will definitely want to watch Don't Look Up. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to do it. And the Harder oh, They Now Fall. Red Rocket says coming soon on Voodoo, so maybe not. On Just Being Watch, it says It's interesting because I did like Aaron Sorkin in Trial Chicago 7, but I don't know about that one as much. I'm going to run down the... Um, do you have anything else, Jacob? I do. Okay, go ahead. All right here. It says right here, 1299 Voodoo. How do I get that? Tick, tick, boom. I probably won't watch either. Okay, good to know. Because I'm not a fan of Lin Manuel. It's his best movie yet. It's his only movie. No, he directed In the Heights. He didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. That he was didn't. Uh, Chew or whatever. It was the guy that did Chow. Crazy Asian oh, yeah, Nights right. or Crazy Asian. Oh, hmm. This is this only is a directorial debut. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Banger. <laughs> does, it, does it have singing so. in it like his style? Um... Singing, yeah, they're singing in it, but it's better than pre-order. Better than any of the musicals I've seen. February eighth, by the way, is when Red Rocket comes to Voodoo. There you go. So, damn, I don't want to wait that long. I do want to watch it. Go to Ann Arbor. You go all the time. If you go to Ann Arbor, then yeah, plan it. I have to. I saw the trailer for Red Rocket. Am I crazy? It's the guy from the scary movie film. Yes. Yeah, it's him. Okay, he's in A twenty four now. Yeah, that's a glow up, I guess. (laughs) So uh, I watched one banger and one not so much. The I guess I'll start with the not so much. No, I guess banger. Princess Mononoke, 
it's perfection. Watch it. We talked about it a lot, but yeah, like well, yeah. him. And it's Miyazaki. And it's my favorite of his. That's a hot mm-hmm. take. Everybody's all about Spirited Away. I, I mean, Spirited Away too. has been my favorite for a long time, but I just watched Princess Mononoke. Is a I think wolf, they're right? uh, for me. They're both probably like, like five star, but thing, yeah. yeah, Princess Mononoke is yeah, that one's awesome, fantastic. Yeah, it's like just beautiful. Too. And yeah, there's not much negative I have to, if anything negative I have to say about it. Anyway, so I just, that's it for that one. But I will go, don't look up. So oh, you did watch it? I did watch it. Well, then let's talk about it. I just, I said I watched it. I don't listen to you. <laughs> Clearly not, Jacob. <laughs> that's what I said. One yeah. word can't get through to you. Go on. You talked about a lot of movies, okay? No, I listed them all though, and I said I was not. Li- I was still right reading now. about. I was looking at Red Rocket at the time. Oh my god. Okay. So I watched. Yeah. Don't look up. Let's so talk. we can talk about it. <laughs> don't spoil it. Because I was going to say I want to watch it. Yeah. So. There's not much to spoil. Trust I was going to say I, I don't. It, really even if you spoiled it, it's still worth watching for what you spoiled. I guess. <laughs> like. Yeah. There's not much to spoil. Well, you said this is the. Of the two, not so much bangers. So let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, I still, <laughs> I it was fine. Mm-hmm. Insane number of big actors in this. So a couple of Academy Awards in there. As expected with McKay. What's his name? McKay. Adam McKay, yeah. Yeah, you have Chalamet, DiCaprio, Streep, Clay Jonah Hill, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. <laughs> yeah. Literally the lead. Lawrence. Lawrence yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. Yeah. A lot. And. This is net Netflix, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. Netflix yeah. Originally. So everybody can watch this. They have like a billion dollars for their budget. They clearly, all the budget was probably, most of it was found that CG, not so good. But. <laughs> some okay It stuff. was not the space bad. Stuff, yeah, I thought the that space was stuff good. was space, good. Space stuff was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the planet stuff but anyway i mean it's not nolan but it's yeah it's pretty for, good for yeah. a comedy i'm like oh, okay this is passable is it it's a drama comedy a drama definitely trying to be funny and it's definitely also trying to be dramatic at parts yes sure yeah it's enjoyable s- the whole thing is a satire obviously yeah that's the number one it's thing. clearly not at all subtly a take on <laughs> I for some people may think COVID, but I don't. I think that may be a part of it. Well, like the vaccine hesitancy. Let's, the, there's. Let's get into it. There is. This movie is biting off way more than it can chew. Yeah, it's a climate change movie. It's COVID movie. It's an election movie. It's a fucking celebrity, uh, social media commentary movie. It's every. It wants yeah, to be it wants everything. To be and the it only, most woke movie ever made. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> it it's going hard. Uh, so Jacob, this should be right up your alley. I mean, five yeah. stars. <laughs> oh, I mean, but I like when those things are shown <laughs> yeah. in a way that can like <laughs> people look at this. I feel like this is going to people are going to hate this just because this is like a team thing. Right. It's like you're on yeah. the one side or the other side. The people on one side are going to hate it. The other side are going to think it's OK or pretty good or love it, maybe. And well, that's what I heard. Oh, shit. I wish I could quote the person or give them credit for saying this but really this who is this movie for 
It's for the side who already agrees with exactly, everything. Exactly, you says. already agree with it. So who are you really like? Who is this for? If you, it's if you're trying to change the minds of people, like, you're not. You're making fun you're, of them. You're making gonna, fun of them. Yeah, they're gonna hate it. That's it's the left already agrees with you, or well, shouldn't say. I mean, definitely whoever, the liberal. It's <laughs> yeah, made liberal, to be liberal woke. They, yeah, they already yep. agree with you. Like, who is this movie for? And that's why I felt about it. Like, it's not gonna. That's when I I like the wokeness in movies when it puts in a perspective that people can anybody watching it all of a sudden they're like yeah i agree with everything it says and then you're like do you yeah see ah, uh, you are on the right side uh, so this really one just, is just like making fun of them i know i wish it was just simplified to the fact that like the political powers didn't really choose a side like they were it was just like the president right they didn't they're the um whatever party they ran for was ambiguous. And it was literally just like, what would happen if a meteor was hurtling towards earth? And like, you know, would people believe it or not? And things like that. It's all of the other things that they sprinkle in there, just put it so far over the top. And the comedy didn't really work for me either, but like it was that storyline itself was interesting. It's like I said, it bites off more than it can chew and it. All of the other things bog it down. And then again, leaning so hard to one side it's just like you're not convincing anybody <laughs> yeah and you're making fun of them you know <laughs> yeah going just straight talking about climate change you're even you're literally having everything that like scientists climate scientists which obviously what's Shermer always talks about this like what's the difference between the sides when it comes to climate knowledge as far as knowledge goes neither side understands climate science at all Right. right. It's just one side is, agrees with it and one side is just against it purely. But neither one know, has more knowledge than the other about climate science. Like, I know nothing about climate science. I'm a pharmacist. I know nothing about it. But I know I trust the scientists who are the experts who say it's a real thing. Right. Climate change is a real thing. Versus the <laughs> ones who don't, don't. Right. So. I, I did like that aspect of it, right? So what is interesting to me, one of the things Eric and I have had extensive conversations about climate and everything, and we both kind of agree on that once humanity's backs are against the wall, we will make that change. So, but at the same time, so climate scientists have said for years that because of climate change there's going to be more natural disasters there's going to be more fires all these things are going to happen and they are now and yet still people deny that it's a thing that exists literally they predicted Nostradamus uh, biblical type predictions of things that would happen and they are literally happening now it's like we're going to have more hurricanes we're having more hurricanes we're going to have more fires. We're having more fires. Droughts going to be more common. Droughts are more common. Like everything that they like have said we're going to happen is happening. And yet people still are saying it's not happening. Like, oh, yeah, but it's just a normal thing that happens. So I liked that aspect with the don't look up just in that basic form of that. But, yeah, they do go way too in-depth about trying to cover everything yeah and it makes and they do <coughs> they have a lot of um again just cartoony aspects like to the point of 
nobody believes it until they actually like see it in the sky. There's a lot of things like that. And well, the, the, the title itself is very on the nose. Yeah, yeah but don't you don't. Up. But when you, I actually, actually, I liked how the title came into it. It was no, like, I love the political part of <laughs> don't it. Don't look up, just look up, and then don't look up. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but uh, I mean, I yeah, I guess if you don't know how the title plays in, it's we don't say that, but it's just like it's too. It's uh, it feels like the, the way it comes into play is good. Yeah, and the whole internet aspect where like everybody just the way information is getting out misinformation things like that it feels like it feels like a very much a play on covid i mean covid but the whole this was like this is set during uh well i guess it's this was filmed during the pandemic i know but i'm saying it takes in there in the movie universe it takes place during when the midterms are coming up anyway it feels like there's like some uh crossover from the q and on stuff like when that was happening and misinformation and a lot of things but just like how they portray everybody that's like uh they have that montage of all the internet blurbs popping up and there's a lot of that stuff at play if you like um those screens <laughs> oh which we didn't say the matrix either i hate it i hate how they did that in the matrix in the screen when he's texting and that pops up on the screen it's like it's oh, such yeah. a modern thing to do that I know like, you the trilogy that. didn't do it uh, like i don't want them to do it just like knox cred anyway <laughs> Playing House of Cards, was <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you're gonna start your, if you're gonna start the show that way, then yeah, sure, continue like makes sense to do it continuously. But you never saw that in the old movies. I just anyway, because they couldn't do it yet. <laughs> exactly, but uh, yeah, there's like a ton of that in this, and there's like st- it feels like stock footage. I don't, I don't, I doubt they went to those places and actually like did like just one second shots of nature and like statues oh, from definitely India. stock footage yeah it just like felt it so felt out like of place and it was weird the editing in this movie what? is okay a whole thank other you the editing discussion. was atrocious <laughs> it's so bad oh my the editing in this i know like they came out now i looked at it later like it was on purpose the parts but if it was oh, on it is. Purpose, that's his style like, it was gross adam mckay that's very much his style but it just he the weird freeze frames it. and stuff that don't what, like, what does that add to the scene or do or anything at all? It's just yeah. felt completely random. Yeah. He went, he like just was full of himself here and just went. Did you see the whole scene about where you could see the people filming it? Oh, uh, no, I didn't see that. I oh, that. it was a huge TikTok thing. Oh, I saw it on TikTok. So Shit. I had to look Sorry. into it. And then he came out later and said it was on purpose. Oh, like during a part <laughs> with, uh, Timothy Chalamet with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, for like one second. Yeah. It is out like zooms out and you see the camera crew and like the mics and everything. And then it's only like half a second. (laughs) I'll look up after this. But you can literally go to that scene and it's in there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, that's just the it's part supposed to be meta. It was purposeful, blah, blah, blah. But everyone's like. But yeah, there's like half a second scene where you can it, it zooms that you see all the camera crew and everything. Hmm. Yeah, I'll look it up after. Yeah. But yeah, the uh yeah, the editing was really bad. So um, bad. I think I think most of the performances were good. I think Jennifer Lawrence was good, Leonardo DiCaprio was good and Jonah Hill was good. I guess Meryl Streep is good too. 
I thought I would Timothy Chalamet was good too. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, what was up with his wig or whatever they put on him? It was weird. It looked so bad. But I thought he was just gonna be a one-off, just a gag character. But he ended up being like a big part of it. Yeah. I'm watching it now. <laughs> I literally don't even remember seeing this in the movie. Hour one hour twenty-eight minutes and ten seconds. One twenty-eight ten. I'll have to watch it on Netflix. <clears throat> yeah, it's but still in there because purposeful they're not gonna cut it it out say it's he's saying it's intentional yeah yeah i will say uh just to wrap up and overall i think more of it worked than didn't work it just could have been like really good i mean look who's involved and have a yeah yeah like it could have been way better than it actually is i don't think it's great it's like above mediocre for me shout out michigan state yeah, and shout out. They shouted out many times. I only think I actually the only thing I re, the reason I like it more than or I think it's above mediocre is because a, a lot of my feelings align with the movie. So yeah, that exactly. makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> like I agree with everything. So it's funny to see the things that they make fun of in yeah. the other side. Right? Wasn't it? Isn't it true? Wasn't this based on actual astronomers? No. Are you sure? There's For no sure. way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard about this. I don't think there's any asteroids coming at us right this second. It's funny though that I've I heard the same thing. Like I think some people were discussing, like, oh, is this a true story? And mm. like even that it kind of generates that that feeling to it is interesting. Yeah. But one of the funny parts in it though is like you know science is never a hundred percent, right? Mm. You can never say a hundred percent because there's always a chance. That it doesn't happen. <laughs> well, the f- what's well, yeah. And the real funny thing is when he says the actual percentage is like, he's like, oh, it's like a ninety, nine percent. Like oh, so we're good then. It's like point zero three percent that it's not going to hit. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll round no, that I'm down to seventy. I'm telling you, it's going to hit the earth. I just don't say hundred percent. He's like, oh no, we're fine. Yeah, that, we'll <laughs> round that down to seventy percent. Yeah. We don't want to scare people. Yeah. It's like you know, you should be scared. Yeah, but yeah, we don't want to scare people. <laughs> but you on. didn't say for sure. You didn't yeah, say hundred percent. So it's not certain. Then there's a chance it won't. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I gave it a three. What about you? Three. Nice. All right. Um, okay, so I'll. I'm just gonna cover real quick some of these. Being the Ricardos. I liked way more than I thought it would. Some people are shitting on this movie. I don't know if it's because I'm unfamiliar with I Love Lucy or 50s television, oh, but that's right, that's I cool. liked it quite a bit. Um, Borderline loved it. I was going to say, Borderline loved it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if... I, I like it more than Trial, The Chicago 7. I haven't seen um, Molly's Game yet, but I, I guess so far out of those three, it's my favorite Sorkin-directed movie. Um, and again, has some of those... It has some wokeness for Jacob, so... You'll appreciate Love that. It. Um, the harder they Half fall, star bump. Hard, yeah, exactly. The harder they fall, I liked way more than I thought I would. Um, it is very Tarantino esque. It's like a Tarantino. Well, I guess most of his movies are kind of black exploitation, but um, a very, very heavy, heavily uh, African American cast. All of them were exceptional, and Idris Elba as the villain is amazing in this movie. Um, and what's his name from? Um, last yeah, black man in San, Francisco, in San Francisco, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, he's uh, quickly climbing the ranks here for acting. But yeah, this movie is ultra violent, uh, really fun. The score is amazing, and the director who also did the score is Seal's younger brother. <laughs> interesting fact. <laughs> that is an interesting. So he uh, obviously had a hand in, um, or he obviously has musical a musical background, 
and uh, that helped with the music. And it's just a super fun movie that um, it's kind of long, but it it flies by. I think that it's paced really well. Do you know he's a he's an actual singer songwriter? Uh, well, yeah, so I mean, musical background. Yeah, he's a, his name is goes by the Bullets. Yeah, the Bullets. It says that in the credits. Actually, it doesn't say his oh. name. It says the Bullets. So. <laughs> Uh, and then I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, which I also loved. Uh, Lin-Manuel directed, I guess, his directorial debut. Uh, oh, this, I've heard a lot of good things about this. This is a true story. And um, I'm, you know, like I said, I pretty much align with Jacob. I f- typically feel like I'm a heartless bastard. But this movie tugged on some heartstrings, I will say. I felt pretty emotional watching you felt. it. felt. I felt something. I felt emotional watching it, for real. Uh, but I this heard is actually this was Garfield's like best movie. Oh yeah, he's amazing. If he uh, uh, he has to do the singing because it it's just no. Too good. He did. He he was like trained yeah, for it. Yeah. from what I've it's heard about it's it. It's pretty incredible. And uh, even Vanessa Hudgens pulls off a decent performance somehow. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend Tick Tick Boom. It's actually about the guy, the playwright that did uh, Rent, but this was about his like breakthrough into uh, writing plays, kind of like how he started off you know, waiting tables at a diner and just his struggle to, to get to that fame. And then the ending is just like when the true story is pretty heartbreaking actually. Um, and then I watched Red rocket, which I'll wait for Jacob to talk yeah, about, but I will just that say that sure. I loved it. And if you like Sean Baker, then uh, you will definitely like this movie. And that's Jacob my round. I'm catching up on, uh, catching up on my 2020 releases. Only a few, a few more must-sees for the year, and then I'll be uh, ready to make my list. So I think uh, segueing into wrapping this up, I think we'll do uh, probably one more regular show, and then the top ten. That gives us two weeks to see anything we need to see. Does that sound good? Yep. So January 16th would be the recording date for top ten. And next week, I don't know what you guys want to do. There's only... Two things out in theaters um, that we would be able to talk about. I think, I think Tragedy of Macbeth will be on Apple TV on the fourteenth. So we could, what we could do is we could do Spider Man for January 9th, and then we could talk about Macbeth shortly before we get into top ten. Down. Yeah. Sound like a plan? Yeah, I wanted to I see both of those. See, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you want yeah. to see Spider Man or not. It's really. Yeah, I do. Like, those are the only two movies in theaters I think that are that are left to see for top tier well, stuff. Did you have anything else? Sing that you two. Want to see? What? Sing two. Oh, sing two. <laughs> My bad. I totally forgot My to bad. watch Far From Home. We're not doing a top ten. I didn't rate We're it. doing <laughs> Sing Two instead. Yeah. That'll just sing be two is gonna be the top number ten. one through ten, obviously for all of us. American I haven't underdog. seen Sing One, so <laughs> I'm gonna be lost for Sing Two. Yeah. I, mm. <laughs> Can't follow the plot. Um all right, cool. So that's uh, sounds like a plan. Then next week, Spider-Man: No Way Home, and then uh, we get into our top ten. All right, Eric. Well, uh, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. Any uh, any other time you want to come on? Well, I would. I have so much to say about Spider-Man. I have some very like <laughs> every time I come on, we'll it's come just, back. It's hey, something. Come on for Spider-Man. Well, I'm always seven days from now. We did. Uh, New Mutants the first time and I was like meh oh yeah we did, dang that's been a did, long time we did Matrix and I'm like meh but I have some very controversial yeah we gotta get we gotta get you on Spider-Man here for, uh, for a banger so and uh, next year I mean uh, just look at the Marvel slate you can come on for any of those shows Batman too. we have no also, fucking yeah, we have no idea Matt where he's Batman. Batman's also on there we have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> 
when it comes to Marvel movies. I I have some very controversial opinions <laughs> because I am fe- I'm hearing people talking about it and I'm feeling it like I'm having like full blown superhero burnout. And oh, I had that about ten years ago. That. Well, I yeah I know, but <laughs> like I'm the target demographic. Well, yeah. Like if 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 I'm burning out, then so. You got about a hundred more movies coming in the next two years. Yeah, I got, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I like literally just saw. I did like Shang Chi though. Yeah, that yeah. Was, it, was it was fun. It was fine. Fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can send us an email at suds and cinema podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at suds and cinema podcast. I'm on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both those as JSAL517. That's J-S-A-L-517. I was going to say, are you just not going to do it? And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. And where uh, are you on? Toys on my table. Plugs. Where I uh, <laughs> talk about all the things I was just about to complain about. <laughs> on Instagram and on, Instagram. on TikTok oh, as on well. And on TikTok too, yeah. Yes, that's right. Give them a follow. Viral and sensation. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for listening. Cheers, guys. Because Lennon's on sale again. See the mice in their million hordes From Ibiza to the Norfolk Broads Blue Britannia is out of bounds To my mother, my dog and clowns But the film is a sad thing for Cause I wrote it ten times or more It's about to be written again As I